Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! Hey, welcome back everybody to a very special edition of in the champ how you guys doing today first i want to welcome back of course my host song and kyle how y'all doing what up chilling Chillin'. sweet and next uh the reason why this show is so special i want to welcome our guests from wrestling talks and thoughts our pals jermaine and saheem the dream how you guys doing today? see i already messed up jermaine i meant I jay mcmain that's your boy i already <laughs> called you i told you ahead of the show uh, you got to include the Mac, the Mac, the Mac. That's right. <laughs> J. Mac Main. It's kind of like Vince McMahon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jay McMahon. Every time I hear y'all show's name, I, I feel like I, I feel like it's talks and thoughts. It is. No, you no, mean thoughts. thoughts. That hole over there. Oh, that's right. The thoughts. So talking. So just a little bit of history, uh, me and Jermaine go back. Uh, we used to work together. At, uh, I still work at the spot. He He's moved on. Uh, but we used to be uh, workmates on the same team. Uh, back in the day, me and me and uh, J-Mac, we, would, uh, we, we kicked it uh, off over wrestling. He would come in wearing wrestling merchandise, realize he's a wrestling fan. And then, you know, we had a, a, a co-worker that looked like a, a little uh, Dolph Ziggler running around. Isn't that right? <laughs> Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, at one point, me and Jermaine were well, they're talking. here to show the world. Right? <laughs> they're here to show the world. Uh, we actually uh, talked uh, about at one point uh, starting a podcast uh, at one point, but we never actually did. Actually, he went on to do his thing with Saheem. I went on to do my thing here with, with Song and Kyle uh on pin the champ they did wrestling talks and thoughts but we've kept in touch and we all you know i've been on their show one time before and uh now we wanted to get them here on our show today and so we wanted to make it a special show uh we didn't want to do just like another monday night raw we decided we've done wrestlemania 9 before we actually did wrestlemania 9 recently we did a listener request back in the day for wrestlemania 7 so we thought we'd fill in the blanks with wrestlemania 8 um it's a real honor to have you guys on we appreciate uh you Thank guys you. coming on it's our very first guest on the show um so fill our listeners in a little bit about y'all's show i know it's like a uh wrestling news show tell us a little bit about your show yeah so wrestling talks and thoughts uh it's um it's a periodic show uh we try to do at least uh <clears throat> maybe like two episodes a week but the norm is usually like one episode a week uh, we try to cover uh, just the basis of what's going on in the wrestling world. Usually we cover a lot of WWE material. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, right now we're fitting some AEW in there mm -hmm. and we cover some news and rumors mm -hmm. that um, circles around or kind of focuses on the storylines that are going on and um, and it's going on a Raw, SmackDown, NXT, also in AEW. Um, we try to we even we even try to add some impact. Uh, usually, if the wrestlers are hot, but that's just the premise of our show. Uh, we try to mix it up sometimes with um, some um, some trivia or even 
some games. Uh, mm-hmm. Just recently, we did like a, a we did a wrestling draft. So yeah, we, I was going to uh, mention that. Yeah, go ahead and tell so us we did a about that wrestling draft. And uh, we uh, we every every like every host or every guest on our show um, was uh, assigned to a show uh-huh. to draft wrestlers to their show. So I was assigned to SmackDown. Jay okay. was assigned to Raw. Um, Ant was uh, Anthony Cobb. He was assigned to, I believe it was NXT. NXT. Okay, mm-hmm. right. Um, who else? Uh, Travis was assigned to Impact, and Sean Keys was assigned to AEW. And we, oh, Sean, yeah, Sean yeah, Keys, awesome, right? awesome, yeah. Right. And he joins us uh, a lot sometimes. And, I know um, it. I know it. I see him on there a lot. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, so we are. So every wrestler from each of those rosters were thrown into like one big container, and we just mm-hmm. drafted each one of our uh, each one of our picks. You know, as we went through rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some of the things that we do. Um, that but, sounds like a blast. Right. Absolutely. And most of the time, we like to have um, guests on, or just have uh, the or the real premise of our show is to really have uh, people who log on to our show or, or mm-hmm. watch our show live on youtube or facebook um really voice their opinion ask questions and you know share their opinions ask mm-hmm. questions right mm-hmm. engage them and we really want to engage the wrestling community and know what they think about um wrestling talks and thoughts uh so if anybody's listening uh check us out on youtube and on facebook live wrestling talks and thoughts and subscribe 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 Yes, absolutely. Uh, for any of my listeners, please go check them out. I was about to ask where they can see you, but you already were on top of that. Uh, do go check out the show. It's a lot of fun. It was a, it was a lot of fun being on there. Uh, so um, I do want to remind our listeners that our podcast is even more fun if you go watch the show. Uh, so if you haven't already, check out WrestleMania 8 before or after you listen to this podcast, uh, whichever you prefer, and you're going to get the most fun out of the show today. Okay. Uh, Jermaine. Yes. Man, please tell our listeners where they can listen to Pin the Champ. All right. So here's some ways you can listen to Pin the Champ. Pin the Champ can be found on Apple, Apple Music, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, slash Audible, Pandora, Podbean, and also on YouTube. Yeah, so please. Podbean. Check us out. Any of, uh, any, hopefully some of the wrestling talks and thoughts people will be listening to this show. And oh, we're definitely, you, we're definitely yeah. gonna let, let, put, let yeah. them know about do that cross promotion absolutely and, and let them know to check us out on any of those spots you know and, and we can't wait for them to hear this episode okay see if vince would just have the same open-minded idea it'd be great <laughs> exactly some collaboration right break down that fourth wall right now damn pal uh, I, I just uh, think that uh podcasts are the way of the future <laughs> Kyle, I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad the professor chimed in because at this point I want to turn it over to our professor because anytime we're gonna have a new guest on, um, mm-hmm. we want to know a little bit more about not only uh, you and your wrestling podcast, your wrestling show, but we want to know about you as a wrestling fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I I, I tasked my my professor here uh, earlier this week. I said, can you uh, do me a favor since you'll pretty much be meeting these guys, you know, come up with some questions that are going to kind of just encompass like, uh, you know, who they are as wrestling fans. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to the professor and let him uh, take it away. So I would say, guys, the first question, uh, you know, I'm not going to go with the, you know, the the typical like, who's your favorite wrestler? Uh, 
I, I want to know uh, favorite uh, favorite match stipulation. Okay. Favorite match stipulation. Jay, you go first. Uh, I think I told Jay, go ahead. Um, uh, would Money in the Bank be considered a match? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, I kind of like that concept. And the reason I like it is because um, one, you compete, and I, well, I, I'm a fan of ladder matches. Um, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. one, you compete in this, this this ladder match. Outside of it being a ladder match, it's like a no holes barred, uh, extreme rules match. So you get like you know double for your, your buck. Um, and then the the fact the winner of the Money in the Bank, they get to like challenge any champion whatsoever at any time, any. So it's like if you're if you're a champion, I mean, as of late, it's always been like the world champion or the universal champion. But um, it, it's but you know it's it's more so good to have all champions on notice. Like like I thought Otis was gonna cash in on the mm-hmm. tag titles, which would have been oh, our first. But um, but you know, but you know that didn't happen as we see. But yeah, that's because that's that's you're more creative. That's because you're more creative than anybody working in, in creative right now, probably. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, we definitely didn't see Otis as, as a heavyweight champion, nor intercontinental or U.S. But you know, him and him and Tucker would have been, you know, cash on tag champs, and you know, so I, that that whole concept I think is like a real, real brilliant idea. And uh, I think Jericho introduced that the Money in the Bank, right? That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, WrestleMania. He's the of that. Yep. Never won. That's, yeah, never won. And that's that's kind of awesome. That's right. kind of awesome that he's kind of never tried to like pull that card. Mm. But it's also kind of sucks that he can't use that exact concept in AEW. <laughs> right. That that sucks more. But, <laughs> but, but he kind of I think he, he got the casino royale battle royal. I think it's like similar to the money in the bank. Yeah. But yeah. but I think the interest but coming no ladder. True. We we want ladders. I love that answer, Jermaine. Yeah, that was a good. I, yeah, I appreciate that answer. It's it's a well thought out. Money in the bank's awesome. One of my favorites yeah. too. Money in the bank is for me one of those things that could be awesome, but they've just fucked it up so much, so many times in the last couple of years that it's just like as far as the match or the winners, winners, winners doing nothing with it, right? Yeah, you know, like the the match is always fine. I mean the. Yeah. It it's but it it's one of those for me, Money in the Bank is is not only what you do with the match, but then what you do with it afterwards. Right. That's very true. Yeah. Absolutely. I always thought about I definitely agree because I always thought about Money in the Bank being that you know, like that that catapult that's supposed to like, you know, shine a light on the next mm-hmm. new superstar. Like right. I feel like that was the whole premise of it. I thought that was the whole point of it. Like, right. you know, like win of the Royal Rumble, you know? And then right. they let block Brock Lesnar win it. Or, Rand, <laughs> or Rand, yeah, Randy yeah, Orton. Right. Randy Orton right. was a compelling winner. The winner. hot new star, Brock Lesnar, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this young up-and-comer. <laughs> I like the cash-ins this year. I like the cash-ins this year. Um, yeah. Like, they haven't done anything with Nikki A.S.H., but, you know? uh, but of course... Uh, now, the Biggie thing was awesome, and then yeah. now to me, the only fucking logical next step is an Xavier Woods world title win. Right. You have to have every member of the New Day at one point. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know about Xavier Woods. Yeah, I'm about to say. Really? I don't know about an Xavier Woods world title win. Really? Okay, listen. If he won, it would be cool, right? Because, yes. you know, it's like he's, like he's one better of those than you didn't kind of, I mean, mm. kind of didn't really see as being world champion. But if he mm. won, it would be cool. Like, I'd be happy for him. Um, but uh, did you see Kofi as world champion, though? Did I see? You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first seen Kofi, I said yes. no, he has potential. Mm -hmm. But at that time, I felt like they wouldn't give him the push based on the kind of guys they were booking. That's kind of how. Yeah, he's got the he's got the ability, but right. I never thought they would give him that chance. Yeah. And so that's by that same respect, I could see, especially with the built-in story that exists now, mm -hmm. of, of you know how like New Days of Brotherhood, yeah. you know. So it's it's like to me, I feel like Big E and Kofi are going to push Xavier to be like, it's your yeah. time. Right. You right. know, I, I feel like booking sees him as a I feel like booking sees him as a B player. Yeah, B plus. But <laughs> but to be to be honest with you guys, if Mustafa Ali can be the leader of retribution out of nowhere, anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, now what happened to that okay, okay, though? Okay, I mean wait, wait, retribution wait, wait, was wait. garbage. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I said retribution I, was garbage, though. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was really. It was booked horrible. Once, what? Once they all got dominated by the fiend, I was like, "Yep, their career's over." Yep. Yeah. But I yeah. Say, uh, to you know, to, to to Mustafa Ali, he has potential. He's great on the mic. He's very not as a leader. Not as a leader yet. He just he wasn't developed properly. I should I would say. But in my well, opinion, I feel we like we can go back to when. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no no! I was gonna say uh, I was just gonna say that Seth Rollins should have took over. Should have been a little retribution. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, we can cool. go. Yeah, we can go back to Mustafa Ali and how Kofi actually got his opportunity. Though that was supposed to be Ali's push at that well, point yeah, in time. True. You know, that's true. So I hopefully they haven't <laughs> given up on him yet because I like Mustafa Ali a lot. I think what he can do in the ring is different, and his mic skill, like you were just saying, he's pretty damn good on the microphone. Yeah, I like I like him as a talker. I think he's. I think he does that, you know, like, hey, you know, maybe you guys should start cheering. Like, he does that heel, like, heel shit where, like, he's saying true things that are good, but yeah. for, because WWE doesn't understand what, what a heel is and what a face <laughs> is, they're like, oh, that's a heel. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking right. That's true. He's talking about being angry because people treat him differently because his skin is brown. He must be healed then. Right. You know, like that's that, so so I, I think if they I mean, but that's that's I'm gonna say something that is is of course like the 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 fix for all things. If they just let it be more organic, mm -hmm. then shit would be great. But definitely they can't they can't allow it. you know why because vince has to be in control he has right to. Yeah. And, and vince has no gauge on what's normal or what's right. what's hitting or anything all right we are getting off on a definite the anti-woke okay. so back to it great response uh, yes. i love money in the bank saeem what's your favorite yes, yes absolutely uh, uh, my favorite. I'm sorry, I jumped again. I'm so excited. No, um, okay. Yes, uh, Iron Man match. Favorite. Oh, love Iron it. Match. Yes. Yes. Because, um, Bret Hart. And definitely, <laughs> um, yeah, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Mm. They set that tone for mm. like just 
you know, having high expectations for Ironman matches, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's like the end all be all or the start of great feuds. You know, mm-hmm. um, it also gives some kind of leverage to like, say, for instance, like Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if seen the AEW. Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so, awesome. Um, it's even though they went to a 30, uh, even though they went over the time limit, of course, they're going to probably wind up having an Ironman match. But mm-hmm. yep. it's like, you know, if they wanted to start out a match, whereas um, you were a fan favorite of Omega and I'm a fan favorite of Daniel Bryan and they fought together and they just had this Ironman match, they can both have two pinfalls and then, you know, run out the time limit and run into yep. a draw. Like you could do so many things with an Ironman match. Mm-hmm. You can run into a draw. You can have sudden death. Sudden death, yep. But, but I think my biggest thing is, is that having like technicians or great wrestlers go one-on-one in an Ironman match um, to me is like the best. Like, you know, just pulling out all the stops, doing their best for like a whole hour. And um, yeah, but that's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Do you have a favorite Iron Man match? My favorite Iron Man match would have to be um, the Rock and Triple H. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, um, and it's hard because a lot of people usually choose uh, Brett and Sean. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but, uh, but my runner up, but my runner up is Brock. And um, angle, Brock. Matter of fact, yeah. did, no, Chris Benoit Angle had an Iron Man match, right? <sighs> Shit. For the world I title, feel right? Feel like they might have. I would have to See, look they, that up for sure. They did, yes. So you wait, hold on a second. So you would put Chris Benoit and Angle if they had one over Gargano no, 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 and Cole. Oh, oh, oh. Gargano oh, and you, Cole. Gargano and Cole. I didn't see that. One. Oh, oh, you you need to go back and watch that. Okay, you know what? But I but the runner up, I would probably you know what? Because when you say Cole, the runner up would definitely have to be. I would say okay, my first rocking uh, Triple H. Second would have to be um, the four way Iron Man match with Finn Balor, Adam Cole. Who else was in it? It was two Keith of Lee. The- Keith Lee and, and- <clears throat> was it Pete Dunn? Yeah, I think it was Pete Dunn. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I saw that one. I oh, need to wow, go I got to go see yeah, that it was, one. It was really good. It was is, really that, good. is that a takeover? No, it was actually on um, <laughs> NXT. NXT because that's, <laughs> don't... When, that's when Finn, no, yeah, Finn Balor, I think Keith Lee ended up, no, Adam Cole and Keith Lee ended up going one-on-one. Hmm. Won't be seeing that kind of shit anymore on NXT. No, no, Cole, definitely not. <laughs> no that's, that's when Adam, that's when uh, the, the, the uh, NXT title was vacant. Yeah. And Keith Lee into the main roster, and Finn Balor and Adam Cole was one of them. Adam, okay, Finn Balor, Adam Cole, okay, right, right. yeah. But it was my, it was one of my favorites because you had one of the best at the time in NXT, um, Adam Cole, and then you had, you know, Finn Balor, one of the mm-hmm. best, who's my like my favorite wrestler. Oh, that's cool. So it was just like, yeah. So oh, yeah. to me, but then the reason why I say Triple H and um, The Rock is number one is primarily because. Um, that capsulized, you know, that, that was like part of that whole great feud that they had in the early 2000s. Like that, in my opinion, I think that was like my favorite feud of all times. Like one of the greatest heels ever, probably my favorite heel ever, Triple H and like one of the greatest like superstars, The Rock. And um, mm-hmm. the fact that The Rock and Triple H were able to hold down the company mm-hmm. the way that they did without Austin showed how much star power that Triple H had that they missed on, 
You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like after that whole court mm -hmm. situation, like The Rock was already a star at that point. But when it was like Triple H's time, and I think that period gets overlooked for Triple H at times, like as far as how much how great he was as a superstar. I have a follow up question for you. So um, back in, you know, I think with all of our ages being uh, pretty close to each other, I would say, um, right. we were used to like the one hour Iron Man matches. But over the past couple of years, we've seen the, the rise of 30 minute Iron Man matches. <laughs> right, right. What's your feeling on these? Uh, I don't think I don't. I mean, you know, I feel like they do it to cut time. Yeah. To add and then book more matches, but I feel like if it's a pay per view, it, it, it needs to be an hour. Yeah, an hour. right. Yeah, 30 hour. minutes, not a true Iron Man match. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a regular match, really. Yeah, it's like a raw <laughs> Iron Man match or something. Right. It's like weird. Yeah. Okay, just one of both awesome answers. Awesome answers. Great but question. Sad, but I do have some good news for you, though. Fresh, fresh off the press. What's so that? I know Sal likes Iron Man matches. So you have an Iron Man match coming up on Raw. Oh, yeah. I got a notification. Yeah. You can too. It's Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Oh, come on, man. Fuck you, dude. You can't be serious. Man, with matches like that, I might start watching with the product again. It's going to be a 15-minute Iron Man match. See? I was about to lose my shit. I was like, oh, That was a good one today, man. Eva Marie is my favorite wrestler, so I can appreciate that. Well, at least she has one fan. Yeah, well... I, I just want her to forever come out, do the bit where she's going to wrestle and then something happens. I think that is the funniest thing in the world. And I think it's the best way to waste about 15 minutes of uh, a TV show. That's already three hours long. Um, all right. Next question, gentlemen. Uh, so, you know, not, not your favorite wrestler, least favorite wrestler. And and with the stipulation, least favorite wrestler that other people love. Oh wow! This is the this is the give me your controversial opinion. Okay, uh, okay least favorite, like saying like in a, in a sense of like you know what, like this guy, I never seen it in him, and I don't know why people like him, and even though he's even had great. You just want him to go away. What, whatever, whatever your reason for not liking them is, you can be like, oh, I think this person is personally garbage. Yeah, I think that this person is in the ring. He's garbage, or what? What have you? Like, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure there are, uh, you know, lovely people that, but I think you know, so and so is is shit. You know, not I, my cup anything. of tea. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Good one. I would have to say, and. I, I almost hate to say this because I know I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot by saying this because the reality is, is he is a great wrestler. He's given me classic matches, mm -hmm. but I am still not a fan of his. I've never been sold on him. I thought he was great. I think he has a great look. I think he's a tremendous athlete and I have to give him props where props is due, but, at the, but I still cannot stomach this guy for the things he does. And that's mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. See. See. I kind of. I. I would. I would. I would agree. Kind of on that. I don't like. I don't really like guys who don't like aren't here to wrestle. If you're not a wrestler, get the fuck out. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Just go home. Like stop. Yeah. Playing. Like and and like I know I I'm I'm right there with you. I I I can I can agree with that. I can. Was it an always hate? 
never been a fan of or was there is it like uh his matches are fucking boring man <laughs> <laughs> i have never watched a brock lesnar match he- that is entertained me because of what brock lesnar is doing okay that, well wow, that's not true there's one time where uh it, during the royal rumble when he called keith lee a big fella i thought that was funny. <laughs> that was pretty cool i thought that I was remember funny that. and uh maybe brock with the money in the bank trolling everybody but that again he didn't like, even say it he mouthed it didn't he he just mouthed it, it was, yeah yeah it was it was that's, great that's not true his first run with the wwe he put on fantastic and, classic and he matches also, yeah with, also uh, with kurt Bryan. angle at wrestlemania was fi- awesome yeah that was one you guys, yeah. Was it awesome because of him or kurt angle dude you saw a 300 pound guy do a shooting star press and nearly oh, died and it died. Died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's still pretty good and it's no he's a he's a he's a good wrestler he's now he's just like there for the paycheck i can see why you don't like him now but his first run hmm. i don't know what you're talking about kyle he's had great matches he, he also had good matches against recently against Daniel Bryan and Finn Balor. I think he puts on really good matches against other athletic people. Right. Um, when, when he like likes them, but if he doesn't want to yeah. do something for you, he's not yeah. going to do it. You're yeah. going to end up like Randy Orton with a, or Braun <laughs> with a, with a bloody he did head. Not like Braun Strowman, man. No, he didn't like Strowman either. Oh, man. I, I, you know, uh, but yeah, that's what I said. Like, I feel like I'm going to be shooting myself in the foot because he's given us classic matches mm-hmm. like you know, uh, the Iron Man match he had with Kurt Angle on SmackDown, the, uh, the match at WrestleMania, um, his match with Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, even AJ. Eddie Guerrero. Um, Eddie Guerrero. Backlash. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, uh, The Rock, the match he had with The Rock when he won his mm-hmm. first world title. That was a Summer great match. SummerSlam. Yep. Yeah, SummerSlam. But I just, um, um, but it's just that when he first came in, I was like, who is this guy? I was like, wow, this guy's big. He's intimidating. He beat The Rock because The Rock is like my favorite wrestler. So when he beat The Rock, I was already pissed. But nonetheless, I still gave him his props because, you know, again, he's a great wrestler. But it's just as far as just like the whole Brock Lesnar guy, you don't like before him. Before he left, I wasn't sold on him. I was like, something about this guy I don't like. And I trust my instincts. And he got left. He went to, he tried to go to the Minnesota Vikings. They dropped him. He went to the UFC. You know, Dana White, you know, played his little politics and got him into the, you know, heavyweight title pitcher, whatever, right? But he mm-hmm. won it. Nonetheless, he won it. So I had to give him his props. He well, he tapped it. out his first match. He did. He did. He did. Frank Mir tapped uh, him out with Frank an ankle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then for some reason, Frank Mayer just, you know, lost his uh, tactical intuition in the mm-hmm. last three matches yeah. he had. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know what happened to that. Um, he just stood still and just took a bunch of punches to the face from Brock. I don't know what happened now. Yeah. Now. But uh <laughs> um, but yeah, but anyway, just to get to the point, my point is just that um, yeah, it's just again, he comes back and then he pulls this, you know, these shenanigans. He pulls this, you know, BS, you know, not when the wrestle showing up, you know, every now and then, you know. <sighs> but you can't blame him because imagine if your job say, Hey, you want to work five days a week with two days off. Or do you yeah. want to work once every two months for the same, same pay? pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like sitting on his ranch. Yeah, he gets to chill, you know. Yeah. Jermaine. Um, I I'm gonna go with the the person that immediately comes to mind. Um I'm gonna say I'm sure, and I'm sure after the show, I'm be like, that's what I should have said. But um, I'm gonna go Timothy Thatcher. Oh wow, really? Yeah. I like that yeah. guy. 
So obviously that's a good pick. I don't know. It's just I, I can't get with a guy that doesn't wear knee pads. You know, he has the boots. <laughs> oh wow. Yes. Okay. I so hate there's that. I cannot stand there's it. other guys too who uh there's some others. Cody Rhodes, right? At one yeah, point but, didn't. Yeah, he At, did. He didn't yeah, at one yeah, point. Yeah, you're right. He does right. now with his long pants. Right. 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 See, right. Now, see, if you have pants on a new pet, knee pads, we 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 can we can we kind of you know, we can guess. But right. he has the, the trunks with, <laughs> with boots, no knee pads. I'll be like, uh. I mean, and Riddle was there. I was there with Riddle at first, but Riddle grew on me. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, but uh. Well, yeah, but Riddle, Riddle doesn't wear the 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 boots. If he wore boots right. with, I could. Yeah. No, I. Exactly. See, Think my thing about Thatcher, he looks like a poor man's Dean Ambrose. Yeah, I, okay. yeah, I, I think he's got potential, man. Like I, I like how he's just kind of like not got a gimmick. He's just got ugly teeth. <laughs> he's an old man too. He's he reminds me of me. He's like thirty eight. He's almost forty. Yeah. What were you saying, Saeed? No, I was saying he reminds me of like a poor man's Dean Ambrose cross between the poor man's like Chris Benoit. Like he so he's just that. a poor man then. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you not seen his teeth? Yeah. Uh, yep. There you oh. go. All right. Uh, yeah. Both great answers, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, Brock was both. Both of those are really like enticing answers because it's not like the honky tonk man or like, you know, like just like you're like chicken See, at shit. Least, at least the honky tonk man was entertaining. Right. Yeah. And out. And we well, can sing. He can dance. He can make romance. He's the best. <laughs> and he can lose to the ultimate warrior in like less than 30 seconds too. give me anybody. Give me anybody. Oh, Stop. I loved it. Uh, so good. I love that was a that was a moment in time, sir. I remember that. Right. Absolutely. All right. You got another all question right. for and him? Final question. Final question. Uh, because this show is all about old school, you know, uh, old raws and old old wrestling and that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, you are dropped in the new gen in 1990, uh, and you are given a uh, a wrestling contract. Okay. With the Federation, what is your gimmick? <laughs> gimmick? Wow. I love it. I love it. <laughs> what is the gimmick? In the new yeah, Fed. man, what this is, is your new gimmick? Is this the job? This is the job era, right? This is like the occupation. This is the era. I, well. This is yeah. I mean, you you had Man Mountain Rock. Yeah. You had you you had you know TL Hopper. Mm. You had the goon. You had the the you know. <laughs> uh, you you had the Repo Man. Yeah, the Repo, repo Man. man. <laughs> I remember Repo Man. Horrible. Yeah. He looked like the hamburger. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you you know that was Smash Demolition. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Wow, I didn't know that. Repo Barry man Darso. <laughs> Barry Darso was Repo Man. Yep. Yeah. Same guy that was Smash from Demolition. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And then Kane was fake diesel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And Isaac Yankovic, the, the dentist. Yeah, yeah. Isaac Yankum. But, but what's important, Saheem, is who are you? Who right. am I? What is okay. your gimmick? My gimmick is the cocaine cowboy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love so it. you're so just gonna nice. be the you're just gonna be what everybody else was in those days, but didn't admit. <laughs> right. 
hey, you, he just I, does I, it on air. He's gonna be straight Vince up. Will love it. No, yes. I like it. Vince would absolutely it'd be like kind of like um, a mixture of like oh, it'd be great. Like Superfly, you would look kind of like Superfly, kind of. Oh, it would be so yeah. good. Like, hey, yeah, okay, with the glasses, with the uh, oh. yeah, aviator shades. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Vince would have never heard of it, just like he'd never heard of Scarface. <laughs> and 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 he would have been like, "It's a great idea, pal." Your, your finisher has to have something to do with numb, like numbing. You like your like numbness from the cocaine. In, like, instead of the hoe train, you could have the snow train. The snow oh, train. Snow train. train. <laughs> and then you know what my finisher would be. It would what be it would be? Ambrose old finisher. You know when he grabbed you with the, like like that. That front face dirty deeds, deeds? yes, right. dirty because deeds, the original face. dirty deeds, right? Yes, face because yes, your face would be like, oh, yeah, good. That's a good gimmick. I love it, dude. That's it's that's so a awesome. great gimmick, man. I'd be all about it. I think you should have like Snow guns that shoot, train. like shoot cocaine out. <laughs> oh, I'll be on the front row then. Cocaine, like cocaine guns, would be great. <laughs> All right, man. People are going to be like, man, this has really become a cocaine centric podcast. It's a hell of a drug. (laughs) It's like, it's like one day they're talking about how weed's legal in Virginia, and now they're talking about cocaine. I don't know if I like this podcast. We're not, we're we're not, we're not letting little Timmy listen anymore. Yeah. All right. Little little Timmy in Australia, our only listener. Jermaine, I got to tell you. (laughs) I don't know how you're going to beat the cocaine cowboy, man. What you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting cocaine cowboy kind of, kind of, uh, top door. Um, you got to be like the heroin hero. <laughs> oh, God. No. Nice I was going to say that boy, that, that, uh, <laughs> you're a heel then. Yeah, you're a heel. Well, I can't, I mean, you know what? There, there were no superheroes back then. So I think I'll be. J Man um, ASH. Right. <laughs> no. Mighty, Mighty Mac Bane. Oh, I like it. Okay. I like Mighty it. Mighty Mac. Okay. Yeah, right. so you're gonna go with your, your actual persona, Mighty Mac Bane. What would your finisher be? What are your what is your gimmick? What are your what are you doing? Um, so is this like my real life? So what I can actually do in real life, or is this like any move I can think of? Oh no! Any I movie mean, you can think yeah, of. I, mean, I was gonna say, like, this yeah. is a future in which this you've is been the best incarnation back in of you. Time. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, like. Oh, I mean, I can't, I, I can't do a shooting star press, but if we're gonna assume but, for the, I, 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 you know, <laughs> the sake argument that I can. But his two K twenty two character could. Right. So, so, right. so, so, right, so we're going off that thing. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think honestly, I would probably steal or borrow. Uh, like it'll it'll start off as a swan time, and then it'll end to like a, a uh, what was it uh, ricochet six hundred and fifty. Damn, that's a lot of maneuvering at the edge, man. Yeah, that's like <laughs> a lot that's of like fifty three turns in the air. Right, I think you should change your gimmick to Spider Man. That's a lot of movement in the air. J Max Spider Man. <laughs> I, I I also like that we were like we were like. You yeah, you could do whatever. He was like, "Well, if I could do whatever, I'm gonna do the impossible." I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna combine. I'm gonna fly through the air and punch my opponent. I'm right, right. <laughs> flash mixed with the centon bomb and a phoenix. Yeah, it's like <laughs> and a Canadian destroyer on top. Wait, right. wait, wait, which 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 SmackDown versus Roman that when you get the, when you got to create your finisher and you don't and when you when you put it together. And, and, oh, and, and yeah. Move, yeah. oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! Create a move. That's awesome. 
Well, and Kyle, man, those so were... many moves for one two, and he's like characters like moving like a robot because <laughs> it can't do like the PlayStation can't really yeah, calculate Yeah, does that all glitching thing where it spins yeah. too many times. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we got Saheem as the cocaine cowboy, and we got yeah. J-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man, J-Mac Spider-Man <laughs> with, the, with the half centon, half 650. Great answers, guys. It was good getting to know some of uh, some of these, like, lesser-known questions you might get asked as a wrestling fan, and we – Definitely appreciate Kyle for coming up with that stuff. That was real fun. Now, next up, uh, anybody who watches the show knows that before we get started on the episode, we like to always raise a glass. I know that some of us just have water in front of us, but I know uh, that, well, Jermaine, I think, is driving at this point, so he better not be drinking alcohol. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I got a bottle of water here, though. Uh, but I did go ahead and I, I went ahead and, and got a, a little shot glass full of uh, vodka, which I haven't had vodka in forever. So if I start okay. slurring, you know, and I was going to say, that's my drink normally. That's yeah. normally what I'm drinking. Sahim's got, you said you poured some Chardonnay. A little Chardonnay. A little Chardonnay. Absolutely. This is a fancy ass podcast, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> I want to I raise, I want to raise a glass uh, and, and, and thank uh, our, our uh, our our um, our guest today for coming on. Thank you so much. Cheers. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, we definitely. Now, I, w- I wanted to go with the the grape Ciroc, but yeah, I had to make a move. I had to make a so move. Kind of killed that. Well, we'll Ooh. we're we're gonna have Ooh, yeah. you on again. We're gonna have you on again eventually, and and you guys. Will I was gonna ahead. say we will we will have to we'll have to do a, a like a watch along or something and have you guys mm-hmm. on so we can we can actually get to some drinking and stuff while we're definitely. watching wrestling. That'd be fun as hell. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. All right, you, you guys probably uh, just wear a rumble if you guys up to it. Oh, oh love yes, to do the rumble. rumble is my that's my favorite. Like that is uh, if if they eliminated all the all but WrestleMania and one other, I would it'd be Royal Rumble for me. I still mark out at the Rumble. It is like ah uh, I love it's Rumble matches, man. Yeah. All That's right. my personal favorite. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get started now with uh, our WrestleMania 8 review. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do this. All right, cool, All right. man. Uh, so this particular WrestleMania starts off with Gorilla Monsoon's voice letting us know that they are in the Hoosier Dome. Um, I thought the, Ho- the Hoosier Dome is a, is a place uh, to, to have a mania. Uh, I don't know if I just didn't remember how it looked. But looking back at it, I thought it was one of the nicest looking mania spots ever. I love the white dome uh, uh, on top. I thought it's it was a real classy looking mania. Classic looking, yeah. classic looking, uh, you know, early 90s, late 80s uh, arena, man. Like it, you know, it, 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 the it, it's something about, you know, like that, like that kind of color, like the old, mm-hmm. like it, it's almost like when you see like the like. I realize like people shouldn't be like uh, romanticizing like uh, like consumeristic shit like like the old like the old Wendy's yellow shit mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but <laughs> but like it 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 is when you're watching something that nostalgia button of like oh man I remember what it was like to sit in a, an arena like this and like this was like back ah uh, yeah no uh, you hit the nail on the head the Hoosier Dome is like the quintessential. Uh, you know, Midwest, big ass auditorium, coliseum. 
it, it kind of reminded me of the WrestleMania three look. It just looked mm-hmm. a little more fresh. You know what I mean? So I thought it was a really co- uh, cool looking spot. Um, we see yeah, Bobby I, the Brick. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I definitely got a, uh, it definitely brought me back to, you know, my Nintendo days, you know? Oh, yes. yes. I thought it was just me. <laughs> no. Flashbacks. I was like, oh man, I just remember playing, you know, WrestleMania on Nintendo and just like, it just mm-hmm. brought me back to like watching it, it, like when I seen that WrestleMania, I was just like, I was just thinking about all the old matches, yes. everything, everything that dealt with wrestling at that time as a kid from video games to flashbacks, toys, everything. I was like, yeah, okay. that's what we're enjoying about this podcast. Like the making of it um, yeah. is it's really sending us down memory lane in that way of like, I remember having that toy or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad you input that in there because it, it reminds me of that too. And as a matter of fact, I think uh, I'll mention that later as well. In one of the matches, I believe one of the one of the, the the things that one of the wrestlers was wearing is like the thing that he was wearing in one of those WrestleMania Nintendo games. And, yeah. and it's and for that reason, it's like my favorite version of his like costume. But we'll get to that. Okay. Um, Bobby the Brain and, and Gorilla Monsoon, they're doing commentary. So we know we got like the gods of commentary right. for this yeah. WrestleMania. Um, we cut to Reba McIntyre. So this is back in the day. We had a few uh, country Western <laughs> versions. No relation, by the way, to Drew McIntyre. This is Reba McIntyre. <laughs> I mean, they might, uh, I they might, know, might be, though. They might got be. Like, <laughs> she looks like she could, like, she looks like she could be Scottish. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, but she's uh, she's singing the Star Spangled Banner this time, um, and of course, Brain starts. Did a good in- job. Oh yeah, no, she was great. It was it was fun. Normally, the country people yuck their way through it, but I thought like no, Reba's Reba good. Reba did a pretty fucking solid job. Mm-hmm. Was uh, she, but she's Mexican though. She's Ariba McIntyre, right? right Ariba Ariba McIntyre. One of Arriba. many racist, one of many very racist <laughs> oh, yeah, jokes yeah. that we will hear tonight out of Bobby the Brain. Oh Heenan, man! Oh man! They're early nineties. So early nineties. Bobby Heenan had they had no more like social compass in the early nineties. Yeah. It was the nineties. It was kind of times shocking. were different. That's crazy. I was like, wow, Reba McIntyre, and then he's like calling uh, Tito Chico and like. Uh, oh the man, flying, the flying burrito and burrito, oh, yeah, yeah, man, <laughs> dude. Jesse Ventura called him like at one point, and I was just oh. like, Jesus Christ! Wow. I remember it. I remember it. Yeah. Oh it my terrible. god. Oh man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. So anyway, yeah. Yeah. so uh, for our audience, just know ahead of time when I told you to watch WrestleMania Eight, it was the early nineties. Shit, yeah, yeah. Shit was yes, real. Yes. It was the early 90s, guys. <laughs> it was real. Anything uh, goes, man. It's the 90s. First match of the night was <laughs> El Matador Tito Santana versus Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry. Right. Um, so great. Uh, Rick Martel, he hated that gimmick. Mm-hmm. No, no, that was uh, Tito I'm sorry, Santana. Right, I'm sorry, Tito Santana. He did. Uh, I'm thinking about his partner, his old partner. Yes, yeah, right. from the models. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he hated. He said he hated that gimmick. We've he talked about that in our former podcast. Actually, he, you're absolutely right. He despised that gimmick. He like even the 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 whole like matador thing. When uh, I mean, it was it. The whole gimmick's a joke. You guys yeah. remember the vignettes, right? Yeah. yeah, they. He went to. He went and and trained at a bullfighting ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed he really was. He was a he was a lot smaller though. He wasn't as as toned as he was when back he was in with the day. Breakfast. 
Well, strike force, yeah. Well, yeah, when they well, gave him that gimmick, he just gave up. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, no more. Well, the heat, the, I mean, the heat yeah. is on. This, the heat is on. We're in uh, the early 90s at this point. So, you know, they are being, they're doing more substance testing. So you're seeing a lot of uh, wrestlers deflate a little bit. Right. Okay. Uh, what what I liked about this allegedly, match, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, one of the things that I was reminded of is actually exactly what uh, what you mentioned, Saheem, Is we got a little glimpse of what the Rockers versus Strike Force would have looked like, you know, because yeah. <laughs> we got Shawn Michaels versus El Matador, right. uh, which which I looked up. I was like, did that match ever happen? But yeah. I couldn't find anything. So I guess the Rockers versus Strike Force never happened. That I, I guess they kind of. Yeah. And unfortunately, with this, we got the worst of both worlds. Give me a Marty Jannetty, uh, Mark, Rick Martell match any day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, uh, so I'll go over some highlights here. You guys can stop me if it, if it strikes a chord. You remember anything? The highlights yeah. that, I, that I wrote about were um, yeah, Tito Santana helps Sean back in the ring by dragging him with a headlock. I thought that was cool, like early in the match. Uh, Sean later st- sidesteps Tito Santana, sends him sailing over the top rope, trying to get a count-out victory over uh, Tito. Uh, we get a Sean super kick, one of the uh, early Sean super kicks, like solo super kick. The patented crescent yeah. kick. Uh, and yes. Also, also uh, that was uh, the first, I think, was, was it the first time uh, Shawn Michaels actually... Uh, had his uh, his uh, his debut music, uh, yep. his theme song, Sexy oh, Boy. Oh, yeah, uh, is The it? original version was uh, what's the name? Sherry, it's Sherry. Sherry Martell singing. Sherry yep. Martell. Yeah, she was singing. Oh, right. Sherry. Good call out there, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a little later, oh, Tito also hits his... Sean's ring gear. He's wearing the white, the classic white, mm-hmm. straight out of the video game, right? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's the video game look, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So. Uh, Tito hits his iconic patented flying forearm a little bit later, which I, I was really happy to see that. I, I, I love Tito's flying forearm. Of course, that's when we get the racist remarks. So at this point, Tito goes on a fast-paced flurry of, of offense for a bit, but the match ended when Tito tried to scoop slam Michaels from the apron. Michaels holds onto the ropes and falls on Santana for the uh, three count, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, what I was saying is, is overall, we get a, a quick pace match to kick off Mania. That's kind of been the same uh, theory, it seems like up until this day is anytime a mania happens, we want to start off with kind of a quick pace match to open the show. You can always count on like a Shawn Michaels and a Tito Santana to kind of deliver that, right? Got to get their blood pumping. Got to get, you know, the, the crowd on their feet. Speaking of blood pumping, Kyle, would you, would you like to take a moment to talk about sensational sharing? Ah, man. <laughs> Love her. Love her. That part where, um, like where Sean does like the, the throw down now, like he'll throw her down and pose over top of her. That's mm-hmm. hot. That's pretty hot, guys. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he goes down like you're my bitch. And yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a bit of a sherry mark, so I'm like yeah. even even uh, so yeah, no, love it, love it. Uh I thought, you know, decent match. I'd say, you know, B plus. This is something we touch on anytime Sherry's on screen with Kyle. He is a total Sherry mark, so we have to kind of go over that with him. Yeah, I, you know, it's so funny because it's like, I think I'm a mark for like a lot of, the, that gold, that era was just too, too, too brilliant. It's like, when you look at it now, like just, and like hindsight, like we didn't know how good it was until like time passed. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
everybody was just great. Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah, but she was she was amazing. She was amazing. She even her even the way she helped develop his character. Like, mm-hmm. It was you, it was amazing. Yeah, she was amazing. Sherry was amazing. Nobody ever has anything bad to say about her either in the wrestling world. Anytime you hear about somebody talking about Sherry, yeah, I've always heard she's a, just a class act, mm-hmm. good person. Like, yeah. just I I appreciate like. In in an industry that there are so many fuckheads mm-hmm. uh, and 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 big personalities and all that kind of shit, you know, like people like fucking asshole Hogan and and all these people, like to to have people who are actually genuinely good and like care about like the the industry and like you know for yeah. for you know a lack of a better term, it's still real to them, you know, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's yeah. nice to see that shit exist. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, after the Tito versus Sean match, we get Mean Gene Okerlund. He's introducing Legion of Doom with Paul Ellering. Uh, Paul Ellering says he's returned to manage Legion of Doom. Uh, Animal at this time calls Jimmy Hart scumbags for turning on his own team, which uh, at first I was like, what are we talking about? But then I remembered it later on. That was the natural disasters, I think, that he was talking about them turning on. Uh, if I remember correctly, am I mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, at this time, uh, he threatens Money Inc. and they basically run down the whole division. Uh, uh, Legion of Doom says they are taking back the tag titles that belong to them. Um, all I can think of at this time, even though they look pretty badass here, returning uh, with their old manager Paul Ellering, is like three months later they're going to put us uh, a ventriloquist dummy named Rocco on Paul Ellering. And uh, you remember that, man, that is like (laughs) Rocco. And and the thing was, they were all into it. Like they were all like, yeah, that's a good idea. And it's just like, God, sometimes you're just like, man, just because you're good doesn't mean that you're not an idiot. (laughs) Right. I don't know, man. I just don't know how or why they thought that they would benefit being the the road warriors of the 80s they they almost had like a cult following right yeah um and yet somebody can make the decision to put a ventriloquist dummy on the manager of these guys and turn them into basically a comedy act i don't know i really liked it when paul ellering came back to uh to wwe and did his thing with akim and razar yeah, yeah. No, I agree. It it just oh, that's who that was. Yeah, Paul Ellering. I mean, was he responsible for developing the image of demolition? And yep. Demolition? Oh, oh, not demolition. Uh, uh, LOD Legion of Doom. Yeah. Oh, LOD. Right, and I think that's that's yeah. what kind of messed them up too. When they went to the main roster, and and without him, I think that's what kind of messed them up. Oh, Akim and Razor. Yeah, when they 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 went up with um drake maverick yeah which was was absolutely ridiculous yeah i i don't understand why paul ellering wasn't put with him because he you know paul ellering was a great talker and you know as we see here early in his well this wasn't even early in his career wrestlemania 8 really this was you know after he's come back to them um anyway after that sean mooney is interviewing jake the snake roberts before his match with the undertaker um Shawn Michaels says that there's a rumor that Jake is going to bring a snake out to the ring. 
Uh, but Jake the Snake says Jack Tunney will not allow the snake to come. Uh, they go to a video at that point of Jake and Undertaker, uh, which I remember from my childhood. Do you guys remember this? Uh, yes. Yeah, this the, was the parlor. Awesome, the funeral segment, yeah. parlor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is that classic segment where uh, Jake the Snake closes uh, Taker's hand in the coffin and you see Undertaker like dragging the whole coffin behind him towards Jake the Snake. Um, that Saheem for me was, uh, was like prime childhood memories for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so next up we get the match, Jake, the snake Roberts versus undertaker with Paul bear. Okay. So, would you... so I, so I heard a little history on Jake, the snake. So this uh, was like, um, so this was, uh, I think a little bit after this match, <clears throat> I think, um, Jake wound up going to, he was trying to sign with WCW. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He had a contract prepared for him and everything. Yep. And then um, uh, he was offered some money. Yep. And he held Vince up for money for like the, I think the following pay-per-view or whatever. Yep. He goes over to WCW, the guy who offered him the contract, rips up the contract and then low balls him in the contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I actually heard about that as well, which is crazy. So did he stay with WWE after that, or he was mm-mm. he uh, went he, to WCW? Well, he well he actually went to WCW, stayed under that contract for a little mm-hmm. bit, then went back to WWE, and when he went back to Stone WWE, Cold, that's right. Yep. that's what I remember was the Stone Cold uh, King of the Ring. That's after he found God. Yeah, yeah, he was doing the <laughs> he was doing the yeah the whole redemption of Jake right. the Snake. Yeah. Right. That is a fascinating story that he kind of pulled an ultimate warrior on on uh, Vince before Warrior did. Yeah, before Warrior did, yeah. Yeah. yeah but nobody holds Vince up for money. You know how Vince mm-hmm. feels about that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. Unless you're Brock Lesnar. As far as this match goes, guys, <laughs> this is an, this is an early uh this is an early Undertaker match. Uh, so we get slow lurking Undertaker in this match, right? Against Jake the Snake Roberts. This is old school, gray on his boots. Uh oh. you oh. know. Okay, so I, this, I love this, the, the gray on the boot. I think yeah. that's good so luck. Is, is this before um, Undertaker in uh, Hogan's match? Uh, that was, that, he, I th- no. think it's after that because, oh, that, okay. because yeah, I think so. I'm not 100%. Don't, you, we'll have to, you know, go to the internet for that one for sure. But I feel like that's that it's after. Uh, but it's still early, and he's only had one other Mania match at this point, you know, okay. um, against Jimmy Snuka at six, at WrestleMania six. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Was it WrestleMania seven? I'm not sure. One or two other matches, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, this match is, is pretty standard. Uh, the match goes on for a while. Uh, you get the whole spot where Undertaker is raised up by the urn. Uh, but it, it really ends after Jake goes after Paul Bear with the urn. Taker follows him to the outside and delivers a tombstone pile driver on the outside mat. Taker rolls Jake the Snake Robertson for his win. Uh, and this is like one of those early, like I said, mania wins before the streak was even a big deal, right? They weren't even really talking about the streak yeah. at this point, I don't think. As a kid, I as a kid, I liked that match a lot. Um, but watching it back again, I realize how slow and uh kind of boring it was I think it was really sh- it was really just like uh jake 
doing all the work and Undertaker just taking the hits up until the, uh, you know, the finishing sequence. Yeah. I, how many years have Taker been in wrestling by now? You would think he learned some moves. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I was literally just looking at the Undertaker's move set because I was like, how many moves does he do? 26. He does 26 moves, uh, including including the old school walk the ropes. And, uh, uh, you know. He didn't do it this match, though. This no. match, he just got punched and punched and punched, and then he hit a mm-hmm. tombstone and it was over. Well, consider who he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And Saheem, what were you saying? You were about to... Yeah, so I was going to say... Um... No, because I thought because when he said twenty six moves, like I was mm-hmm. twenty six moves, I thought I was I was thinking, was he the original five moves of Doom? Oh but, yeah, <laughs> was he the no, originator? That of was Bret Hart. Oh, he said Bret Hart was the originator of the five moves. Of that Doom? was Bret. No, Hart. that's I thought it's oh, Kevin Nash. I thought that's a Kevin Nash thing, including just, the hair flip. He's that was just, just a shot right. at Jeremiah. Song's just trying to get under my skin, talking shit about Bret Hart right now. That's all. <laughs> Uh, so, um, actually to, to that point, Saheem, I think that it wasn't that maybe, or, or it wasn't that he didn't, wasn't capable of a bunch of moves, uh, or actually song you were saying, isn't he capable of moves? Uh, it's, it, I remember a lot of interviews with the undertaker talking about how, uh, he was told to minimize what he was doing, you know, like this is less is more with this character. So they really want at this point in undertaker's life, he was purposely lurching purposely methodical uh they wanted him to do slow things with quick burst of energy like his like flying clothesline and then he'd go back to being slow so yes. I, th- I think it was partially uh as mean mark callis in wcw he had a much larger move set uh than he did as the undertaker of course but uh I, you know, this I, I definitely i definitely agree with that uh especially with big men it makes sense you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying like uh because we would talk about like even like goldberg right and Goldberg gets a lot of he gets a lot of shit. But if you go back and you look at Goldberg's work in WCW, Goldberg had a very he had a, a big move set. He had a lot of different moves he used to do. But it makes sense for big guys because again, this is a powerhouse. Like right? this guy is not supposed to be hitting you with like you know 30, 50 moves, you know, in order to get you down. Like he's a powerhouse. The whole point, the whole point of his move set is he's powerful. Like get it over with quick. Get you down. Right, exactly. Right. So. That's a great. That is a definite great point. So, at That's this time, the psychology that we're talking about. At this time, I did have a question for you guys. Um, what do you think? Like, top. I won't say three, but just like we can go around Robin with everybody who's here. I think that Jermaine, unfortunately, is. Uh, I'm not sure if he's on with us or not. I'm still here. Okay, good. All right, awesome. And it's <laughs> so okay. Question. Uh, each each one of you guys, give me. And you can't repeat each other. So if, if somebody says it, you have to come up with something different. <laughs> a mania match that never happened. Undertaker mania match that, that should have happened that didn't. Sting. Yeah. Edge. I, I just had to. Yeah, you had to throw it out there quick. Edge. Edge. Undertaker versus Edge. Edge. At one point, they were both undefeated at Mania. Um, you said Undertaker, Undertaker match that never happened at WrestleMania, right? Did, Did it Edge happen fight? at Mania? Not at Mania, I don't think. Yeah, Edge and Undertaker fought at Mania. They fought for the title. Yeah. Oh shit! It was like considered like a classic match. You're kicked off the podcast, song. Oh fuck! <laughs> Man, I can't remember that shit. At that, at, I, I'm assuming that at that period of time, you wasn't watching uh-huh. because I wasn't not. wrestling at that time. Either. Okay. Like, I, like yeah. I checked out. Like I checked out. Like around that time. Yeah, I, I checked out a 
I checked yeah. out a couple different times. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Right. I don't blame you. Yeah. So we got Fox. Sting. We got Sting. We got who else? I was going to say the the Undertaker, but he did fight him himself. Yes, he did. WrestleMania only or just WrestleMania? Only a, only a, like oh, only WrestleMania, WrestleMania match. Only a, yeah. Um, Undertaker versus the Demon. Oh, uh, that was going to be mine. Yeah. Oh, that okay. was, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Sid Balor. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The Fiend? I'll say Undertaker versus Malachi Black. Okay. I thought he did they fight were the Fiend, to. right? He didn't fight the Fiend at uh, Undertaker. At, at he's for Bray Wyatt. He didn't fight the Fiend. Oh, but, gotcha. Was it at Mania? Yeah. yeah it was at Mania. It was at Mania. Yeah, That's it was right. on yeah. Mania. He came back. Yep. At, it, was, it was after he um, lost to Brock. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, all those are good. Did everybody select one except Song? So. I with can't Edge? come up with one, man. <laughs> song lost. Song lost his because he. <laughs> I can't come up with one. All right. I still I can't for the life of me can't can't picture the time he fought Edge though. Which mania was that? I gotta go back and watch it, and we'll figure it out. That'll <laughs> next, be our next reviewed match. <laughs> next up, we get Mean Gene Okerlund again, and he's uh at this point he's uh in the back and he's with Brett the Hitman Hart and IC Champ Rowdy Piper. I love this uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. I love this interview because um it was all about kind of like you know they're there together, which is rare because they're two baby faces, right? right? And and at first they're playing good with each other until. Uh, you know, Roddy Piper starts making jokes about, you know, uh, I, I, I love the hitman. I've known him since he was this tall, except, you know, he he's still wearing pants until he's still wearing britches until he's seven. Uh, OK, uh, except, you know, he's he's in the corner being ugly. Did he did he actually like know Brett when he was a kid? Like, was that? Probably. Yeah, because he trained. He trained at the, yeah, he, at, he at the was, dungeon at the dungeon. He, he, he makes a joke about how like. Uh, uh, what is it? Sue Hart would would make the sandwiches and only put. Like one piece, one piece of baloney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One piece of baloney on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it was pretty funny interview in that way. And they, you know, finally Brett makes it physical, kind of slaps it. Roddy Piper kind of smacks him and everything. And yeah. uh, uh, so it escalates. So basically, the the vehicle for this whole interview, of course, is uh, is trying to build a little bit of heat for a baby face versus baby face match. Right. Right. So we go out to the ring and we get the intercontinental title match okay. against Jeremiah. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, that's I have fine. A question for you. Yes. Right? So, uh, we, uh, do you know, you know, baby, right? Big baby. Big baby. Mm-mm. No. Okay. All right. Never mind. Forget it. Okay. So I had a, we had an argument, right? Okay. Because this is this matter of fact, this is for all you guys song and Kyle. Now all right. I need you guys opinion on this, right? Okay. We had an argument, right? And the argument was that there has to always be a heel. Hogan? His, his point was, he says, he says, he says, the guy, is, uh, he's a podcaster, uh, Big Baby, we were arguing. He was like, there has to be a heel. And I was like, there does not always have to be a heel. He said, there has to be a heel. So when you mentioned two baby faces, right? Mm-hmm. You got Roddy Piper, you got Brett, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, there has to be a heel because if the fans begin to cheer, for their favorite or the person who is considered the favorite out of the two, whoever's the least favorite becomes, becomes a heel. Yeah, it's automatic. Yeah, no, I, I agree with with Mr. Baby. Um, mm. There, there, there has to be even because the audience is stupid. They need to be told who to root for. That's right. And the professor says the audience, the wrestling audience, is stupid. And so, like, <laughs> it, you know, it it is it, if. 
if you know you 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 don't want to become conflicted because oh i like brett but also like roddy well that's mm-hmm. why you need roddy to do the eye poke to establish himself as the 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 heels so that the fans yeah. know who to cheer for otherwise they're not going to cheer for anybody so i think in this i match, I, I don't agree i don't think you always need a heel for a match i mean and i don't think wrestling audience are stupid either um I think they're smart enough to know, like, if it's a face versus face match, they just want a great match out of it. They're not going to need to cheer for anybody. Yeah. They'll just just start screaming, this is awesome. That's it. Right. You don't need a heel. Right. So I, I think I agree with Song. There doesn't have to be a heel. Um, I think that it can definitely be a face and face uh, dynamic. I think what happens is, and what Kyle is talking about, is there's two different things. You can have a face versus face match where everybody's just doing like spectacular matches or being technicians or whatever they do. And they're both faces, or you can have a match where you have two faces, like in this case where they're both faces, but one clearly takes on the persona of the heel until the end of the match by doing face, you know, face pokes, eye pokes, gouges, putting their, uh, their, their feet on the second rope, uh, uh, just like uh, just like I was talking about before we came on air, I was talking about watching the other day ECW two thousand and uh, ECW uh, two thousand and five, like the uh, uh, one night EC- stand, one night stand, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was Rob Van Dam and Cena. Where that's two faces, right? But in this match, uh, Cena. Hold on, hold on. Not in ECW, definitely not in ECW. He was not Cena was not the face, but <laughs> but that's my point. Is yeah, for that yeah, for yeah. that night, Cena healed it the fuck up. Yeah, and so that yeah. for that reason, but but there have been matches between people like you know like the one two three kid and and some other technician from that era who have fought and kept it technical. Yeah. Those matches happen too. And it doesn't have to be a heel face dynamic. Right. 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 It just depends on what you're looking for. It depends on, it depends on the, what they're booking. You can book it. Yeah. I just had to throw that out there because I just thought that was very, I thought that was very, that was such an entertaining conversation, like argument. Like I was just like, I was like, no, there's no, like, cause I don't, I definitely, I definitely, agree with you jeremiah and song i definitely agree um and i definitely agree like because again you can you know the, the fans are going to choose whoever they want to choose whoever they want to cheer for but again the whole point of the character being healed is just the character they play like so if they go in as a face there's still a face like the rock and austin went into matches i mean I mean, not, 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 that's a bad example because Austin turned heel afterwards, but like Hogan and Warrior, right? Perfect example. They were uh, both faces, yep. both left faces. Like they never changed characters. Right. They both stayed consistent to their characters. So it's like, you know, the so, fans were just in favor of Ultimate Warrior as far as him going over. Right. I agree with you totally on that. That that was an example of them not changing character. Now it would be people would argue with you that those were two heels in the ring, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but, yeah. um, but having said that, uh, yeah, no, that was a great question. Uh, great question. Uh, how do you feel about that? You just came back on the line, Jermaine. Uh, what is your opinion? Can does there have to be a heel and face or? Well, 
honestly, I, I don't think so because at the end of the day, uh, the fans are going to make one, they're going to cheer for the, the heel that they want to win anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I mean, I, you can always book heel versus heel. I mean, it, it makes for, for, for good TV for me, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It changes oh, things oh, up. Oh, oh, I agree with that. But, but heel versus heel can exist. I'm just saying, and, and, and face versus face can exist as well. But the fate, one of the faces will automatically take on the heel persona, yeah. right? Which, which happened the first time Roman and Cena, you know, for Roman became, I guess, the, the heel maybe in that match because mm-hmm. they were both faces at the time, yeah, yeah. But this... they left the match still faces though, so right, yeah, yeah. So this match is similar in that way. They are, wait. Are you talking about this match now? Or are you talking about still Ultimate Warrior versus Hogan? Oh no, he was talking about a uh, Roman and uh, Cena oh, back in. Damn, the, uh... I clocked out completely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but anyway, yeah. I mean, this match is similar in that way, right? Even though uh, Brett uh, came in face, uh, Piper came in face. Piper assumed that heel role. Uh, and, uh, it was a great match, right? Uh, yeah. a lot of cool shit happened in this match. Uh, we definitely saw some color, saw some blood in this match, right? We saw yeah. blood flow. Uh, I actually looked up, uh, about this match, according to 411 mania, Bret Hart in an interview stated that Rowdy Roddy Piper suggested the match would be better if there was a little bit of blood. Of course, mm-hmm. there was a no blood policy in WWE at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of in the interview, I thought what was crazy is Brett was talking about how they would keep this blade tucked in their lip, mm-hmm. <laughs> like during the whole match. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what if you swallow that thing, dude? These guys are crazy. And he's oh, just yeah. like, it would stay there, man. That's hardcore, dude. I wouldn't keep a razor blade in my mouth for no. no I always heard it was minutes. the ref that handed you the blade. I've heard that they wrap it in tape around their wrist, but but yeah. Brett was saying yeah. he keeps it keeps it tucked like it's uh. I wouldn't like, do that at all. Like yeah. a little piece of dip. dip. Yeah, that's yeah, like, like a that's like a jailhouse thing. That's, that's freaking that. hardcore, dude. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you guys ever see Above the Rim with Tupac? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there was a, a scene in there where he had yeah. a blade in his mouth. In his mouth. That's he right. Yeah. And he, and he spit it out. But yeah. that's the actual thing. Like in uh, in New York, like yeah. guys walk around and and they learn how to keep blades tucked in their in their mouth. Beside their gums. Oh my it. god. And uh, well, I knew remind me not to start anything in New York when I'm up yeah. there. <laughs> I, I probably yeah. still do it now. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, I hope not, but you know, um, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I knew a guy who did it when I was like a teen. He, he, you know, got him. I'm not gonna say his name, but yeah, he had. It. <laughs> yeah. Damn, was, damn, that's awesome. It. it was like, yeah, you keep a blade in your mouth. He was like, yeah, I got a blade. And, At all times, he's like, yeah, right. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right, all um, times. But this, but you know, we talked about the heel and face dynamic, and this, this kind of, this match played with that heel and face dynamic, especially Piper. He. uh you know, it came to the point where he grabbed a bell from the ringside and he had to kind of do like an internal struggle with himself, right? Yeah. Uh, to keep from hitting Bret Hart when he's already cut open. Uh, and he didn't. And that really kind of ended up costing him the match. He Instead, he, he drops the bell outside the ring. He puts a sleeper hold on Bret. And that sleeper hold, the technician that Bret is, walks up yeah. those ropes and lets that momentum carry him right over for the three count in the wet. 
Right. And uh, yeah, it's just a great ending to a great match. Probably one of the best matches of the night. Because, yeah, I mean, if, you know, right. in my opinion, at least. I was going to say, it's only going downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> there was, that was actually, uh, that was the same. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that was the same way he beat Stone Cold in their second match. Mm, that's that a good call out too, man. Uh, when Austin put him in the uh, Million Dollar Dream. Oh, that's cool. And, uh, yeah, and Brett uh, caught him with the, uh, off the corner. Yeah. Turn, okay, here, yeah. Brett, we're, we're going to do the old Austin finish. Yeah. <laughs> do do they do that? Do they Pro- do that? Probably yeah. talk yeah. to each other and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's use this yeah. finish. Oh, yeah, probably, probably yeah. so. I would imagine yeah. they do. Yeah. I would. I'd be like, you know that that Jericho finish. We're gonna do that finish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I would think that at least in my head, that's how it happens. Yeah. Um. So yeah, great match. Uh. You know, some of the classics got fought over the Intercontinental Title, and this is definitely one of them. Um, next up, Bobby Heenan says he's got a surprise for us, and we get a reminder of, of that low point in WWF history that happened during our childhood of yes. the World Bodybuilding Federation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, Luke, Luke, this is the most homoerotic segment we have seen <laughs> thus far. This, this is, is boys. Ah. This is man me. That's a lot of beef. <laughs> Man. But we saw like the remember we we also saw the introduction of a uh, Luger at the Royal Rumble where um Heenan was like you know give it just, to me Lex don't yeah. don't tease me <laughs> he was just like yeah. slobbering all over Lex Luger <laughs> yeah so I mean, who amongst us doesn't want to slobber over sexy Lexi hey oh. I don't judge I don't judge I mean Do some you. of that stuff <laughs> some of that stuff he was wearing was like a like a te- like a halter top on him man he's got such big titties oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah luger heals it up he's bragging on bobby heenan and calling uh you know um gorilla a fat guy he's yeah. showing his narcissistic ways he's saying he's got the best body out there he's naming <laughs> a bunch of bodybuilders that i've never heard of uh <laughs> sounds like he's gonna pick him up huh? yeah and then he says <laughs> then, to take him home yeah exactly he then says he's um he then says uh he's He's only been off the Snickers bars for a few days. Uh, he takes off his top to show off his physique and he drinks some milk, which is extremely homoerotic. Right. <laughs> wait, did, wait, didn't he uh, drink the milk in like one shot, like the whole glass? Like, he, Yeah, man, he downs it. He he's a professional. Downs it. He's oh, a pro. Right. <laughs> Next up, we get the uh, we get an interview. Oh, in the- <laughs> That's all I have to say about Lex, unless anybody has to add anything else about Lex. Nope. Nope. Y'all good? We could move on. Yeah. <laughs> we, could, I mean, honestly, we could probably skip the entire Nasty Boys match, in my opinion, just because they're garbage oh, and they're garbage uh, people. Yeah, that's Brian something. Knox, get at me, get knobs. at me, knobs. knobs. I don't, I don't have to <laughs> say his name right. Say his name right correctly. <laughs> Fuck him. I'll fight hilarious. you, old man. <laughs> uh, that's another thing that's uh, that's a trope on this podcast, by the way, uh, guys. Is uh is basically anytime we mention the nasty boys or they show up on Raw, yeah. Kyle uh, has Ugh. a rant, has a, has a nasty boys rant. Garbage um, wrestlers. So we get, get so, out of uh, like they got like they didn't get kicked out of like most of the promotions. Like nobody wanted to work with them or something like that. Like, they were Hogan's friends. Were Hogan's pals, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm sure they were difficult to deal with. Oh, wow. They're like still his buddies for uh, for all I know. Yeah, like yeah. I think that that they're pretty much which is just hilarious it's like you see hogan and then the nasty boys who would have thought those would be like 
the new four horsemen anyway <laughs> except that's three uh so we're in the in the back we get the mountie and the nasty boys are cutting a promo uh repo man lurks out at one point um they're screaming at the top of their lungs uh we get a, a response promo uh, promo as well from sergeant slaughter uh mr meat sauce madness virgil himself <laughs> meat who, <laughs> listen <Meat sauce> madness. <laughs> listen uh, on a previous podcast of ours, we oh, talked man. about this. If you get out your phone right now and go to the Google Play Store, yeah. there's a game called Meat Sauce Madness created by Virgil. <laughs> and dude, and dude, the, it, the, the, the reviews are great and the reviews are hilarious. Oh my God, Meat, meat sauce, sauce Madness. Madness, madness. Yeah. oh man. Um, but yeah, we get we get the promo from Sergeant Slaughter, Virgil. Uh, he's actually wearing a protective mask that reminded me of Seamus's protect, protective. He's mask. got a, he's got to protect the money maker, baby. Yeah, he's got he's got the white version of the Seamus mask, uh, or the or the Brutus the Barber. Yep. Um, we uh, Big Boss Man and Hacksaw are also in the back. Are you okay, seeing this, is, dude? Is, is, so in this meat sauce madness game, is that Virgil? Or are we playing? With, are you playing with Virgil? Um, yeah, it's virtual. Yeah, but I think they call him Soul Train Jones, which is his uh, his like non WWE name, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he has a five, <laughs> you know, like the highest rating you can get. Isn't that ridiculous? You know, it's just Virgil getting on there and giving himself five stars. <laughs> and <laughs> do you, yeah, just read one of the reviews. It's fucking brilliant. Wow, it's great. Um. So we go to the ring and we see Ray Combs from the family feud. He's out there and he's about to introduce this big, what eight man tag match. Um, he pisses off the heels by insulting them. He says a few funny things. He's, he's like insinuating that the Mountie can't read. He's insinuating that the repo man is ugly. Uh, the, the heels try to go after Ray Combs, but he manages to escape and all the faces attack the heels. And this thing, uh is like kyle said we could probably skip it but we get our eight-man tag virgil hacksaw boss man and sergeant slaughter versus repo man nasty boys in the mountie a chaotic match um i won't say that there are anything like highlights but at the mm -hmm. end of this match basically virgil ducks and knobs gets hit with a loaded hand of his partner and virgil pins knobs for the win yeah. guys what do you think of this fantastic match uh, filler it was all a filler. Yeah, definitely agree. It's definitely disappointing agree. to see the Mountie and don't have the shock stick with them, though. I was hoping he shocked somebody. Oh, he it's didn't have it's it upsetting to see uh, Hacksaw in such a garbage match. Such a fine performer, such as Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Are you being serious or funny? Because <laughs> oh, I can He's he's probably one of my least favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Even I though was, he's, I was a big fan of his as a kid. Really? Because you know, you a kid, you don't really know. You, you don't, don't know better. Know. Yeah. He's just yeah. like the run around screaming ho. Well, you know, you are the cocaine cowboy, and he was found with a sheik. Him and the right. sheiky baby used to get down in the yeah, car. Yeah. So you'd have probably been riding with the right. <laughs> you ought to have been cutting out lines on the two by four. <laughs> All right. Too funny. So next oh, up, I was I was definitely a big fan of Hacksaw, but uh, yeah, it was like here's this guy coming out with a two by four, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, he's friendly. He's a nice Broad guy. Side. You know, why not cheer for him? You know, why not cheer for this guy who's throwing his thumbs up and has a two by four? Why not? I why get not? it. Like, I probably liked him more than I want to admit when I was a kid. 
But you can you can admit you can open up Jeremiah. I, I feel that. like I knew he was a goof then. Yeah. It's like the cross-eyed thing and the yeah. sticking your tongue out the side was too bushwhack uh bushwhacker esque yeah. to me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it it, it kind of borderlined on that. So while I want like I would root for him at times, like against Andre when he'd be getting beat up by Andre. Yeah. Uh I I knew he was goofy. I knew he was a goofy dude. Yeah. <laughs> so um, but yeah, um next up after the eight man uh match, we get Sean Mooney and he's back with one of the best of all time, two of the best of all time, Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. Yeah. Um, Mr. Perfect, he's holding a poster and he says that it's Miss Elizabeth. Um, I remember this angle from back in the days. Basically, I do too. uh Rick this was hilarious to me because they people would just like i mean it was like a big thing just to show elizabeth you know mm-hmm. in her bathing suit like mm-hmm. that, that was the whole thing the picture yeah. was to show elizabeth we never in got her... to see it we never yeah. got to see it. Uh, you never got to see it but you know we know macho man was like pissed about that right it's as as he was and the story going back was that rick flair was claiming that he had compromising photos of elizabeth yeah. And because, you know, Ric Flair's Ric Flair and he's got all the ladies and this and, and Miss Elizabeth was no exception. And he kept saying, like, I'm going to reveal this this centerfold. I've got these scandalous pictures of me with Elizabeth. And of course, you know, it ended up being she was hypnotized by the helicopters. That what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The angle con- ends up concluding, I think, with with them finding out that the photos were doctored or whatever the case may be, man. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, Mr. Perfect insinuates, uh, Oh, did you guys catch it when Mr. Perfect insinuated that he wanted to ride space mountain with Rick and Elizabeth? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Whoa, wait, what was like, this is like, one of those things. The ladies, Mr. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Talk about one of those things that you never would have caught when you were a kid. Yeah yeah, 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 and you're like definitely caught it on the second go around. Uh, uh, but then after that, we go to Mean Gene Okerlund, and he's in Macho Man's dressing room door. Uh, uh, he's at, at Macho's dressing room door. Um, G- mean Gene says, uh, Randy Savage is keeping to himself, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that potentially he's worried about the centerfold getting posted in the Hoosier Dome. Mm-hmm. So after that little backstage section to kind of get us ready for the match. We get the world title match for the WWF championship. Mm-hmm. One part of our double main event, Ric Flair versus Randy Savage for the WWF title. Right. One so of the double, double main event. So double main event. Double. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> double. Okay. Yeah. So and this one happened like midway through the card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is the guy that I was talking about. Wasn't this Macho Man's ring gear, the black and the gold, the one that was in like WrestleMania, the video mm-hmm. game, if I remember correctly? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I think, I feel like I remember that being that ring gear. I, it's probably like my favorite Macho Man ring gear of all time, that black and gold, man. Mm. Aside from his original like Star Trunks, you know, like those. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. purple. The the purple, yeah. There are really pink tights, pink tights, white stars. Oh, those are great uh, too. That's the ultimate warrior, yeah, against the ultimate yeah. warrior. Yeah. yeah, those were really good too. Um, I would say that this match had so many highlights. It's gonna be hard to kind of go over all of them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, the match what went on probably around 20 minutes at least. Um, yeah. Towards the end of the match, Flair slaps Savage while he's in the figure four leg lock. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Savage finally reverses the figure four to get out of it. But the match ends where uh, Flair has Savage's leg in a standing position. Savage reverses this into a quick roll-up with a handful of tights for the win. So here we get uh, a heel win by a face. Uh, talking about our heel-face dynamics, right? Um, after this match as well, we get Ric Flair yelling at Miss Elizabeth. Uh, and then uh, Elizabeth, lay, uh, Ric Flair lays a kiss on Liz without her permission, which is not good for Ric Flair these days. <laughs> I want to, I want to go back to this. So if, it, if, the, if anyone says there's no proof of Ric Flair forcing himself on a lady, how about WrestleMania? <laughs> 8? You got it right there. WrestleMania. 8. How about WrestleMania? 8? It happened inside the ring. Awesome. What'd you guys think of this match? Did this take you back at all? Yeah, it's pretty good. I was, you know, it's funny enough, I like Macho Man, but I wasn't a big fan of Macho Man. But it was good, though. It was a good match. Yeah, I'm the same way. Macho Man was always, like, that big name, but I really didn't see what other people saw in him outside mm-hmm. of the Slim Jim commercial. Yeah. But I did. I enjoyed this match a lot. Um, good, yeah, good it should have gone on last. Yeah, a good match with Lazy Flair. Flair's lazy. He, you know, I mean, I don't care how, listen, I don't care how early that guy used to get up after partying. And, you know, run on a treadmill. There's a story where Brett talks about how um, he said uh, Flair's one of the hardest workers. He was like, you know, Flair would go out and party and he would wake up early in the morning. Uh, Brett, he said, he would wake up early in the morning and be at the gym like around five in the morning. And he said Flair would beat him to the gym and be on a treadmill, you know. Wow. So um, he's like, he was a hard work. He's a hard worker. I was like, yeah, he always showed up, but he's a lazy wrestler. He give you the... You know, the, the, the chest the chops, chops and uh-huh. a couple woos. Here, a couple woos. He gave you uh, a strut. Yeah. Irish rip. You know, yeah, he's and, he's one of those guys that's work. always kind of lived off his uh, reputation in the mm-hmm. ring, I think. So when we hear his name, we just assume we just associate with greatness. But a lot of it is just like, you know, his, you know, the persona that he put out for himself. And we kind of all just buy into it. Yeah. As you watch his match, you do see some of the laziness, but, um, he does sell for his opponent, though. You know, yeah, you throw him, yeah. when you whip him, he's like flips all over the place. Oh, his turnbuckle thing. That's like his yeah. one big move. He hits mm-hmm. that, like, that corner turnbuckle thing. And then the whole like falling on your face is almost yeah. comedic. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the whole yeah. fall. Yeah. yeah. After the match, speaking of Flair, we get uh, Sean Mooney again. He's with uh, Perfect and Flair after the match, right? And, of course, you get prime Flair, right? Ric Flair, pissed off Ric Flair. Uh, Mr. Perfect's claiming injustice because of the handful of tights. Bobby Heenan comes in, which, oh, God, love him. Uh, You know, he starts talking about Savage pulling Flair's tights as well. You know, Bobby Heenan can barely breathe. You know, he's such a good, he does his job so well. Um, Flair's got a bloody face. He gives a great promo about Savage claiming to be champion, claiming the love of the Jezebel Elizabeth. Uh, Ric Flair says beating him one time means nothing though. <laughs> he says, he says he wants another match. He doubles down on the sexual assault by saying he's going to kiss Elizabeth's moist, whisk, <laughs> moist, wet lips again. <laughs> oh my God. And the shit you get away with back in the nineties. I know, man. Um, yeah. Uh, when Ric Flair, when Ric Flair was talking about <laughs> Elizabeth's moist lips, I kind of half expected John Morrison to pop out and be like, did somebody say moist? <laughs> <laughs> so he hit some hit flair with a drip stick uh 
So after that, Mean Gene's in the back. He's interviewing the new champ, Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Savage accepts Flair's challenge, hands Elizabeth the belt, and he rips off his shirt for the camera. Um, after this, we go up to footage of what led to, to Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice. Um, I remember this from being a kid, too. We get the WrestleMania 8 press conference, Undertaker, uh, Roddy Piper, Mean Gene Okerlund, Hulk Hogan, Savage, and Sid Justice are all there with Jack Tunney. Uh, Tunney names the number one contender for the world title is Hulk Hogan. Um, Ju uh, Sid Justice was interviewed after the press conference and said, that what uh, Tony did was bogus and he basically turns into a heel right then and there. Um, they kick us to footage then one week later of Saturday night's main event where justice team with Hulk Hogan against uh, Undertaker and Ric Flair. Now Sid justice leaves Hogan out to dry during the tag match, completing his heel turn. Uh, fortunately, Barbara was in the corner of Hulk Hogan and, and, and justice during the match. And he tried to talk some sense into Sid, um, but it did not work. Uh, lastly, they go to uh, footage of the barber shop. This is when Sid Justice uh, was Brutus the Barber Beefcake's guest. Sid ripped apart the barber shop and get, uh, he got shaving cream all over himself during this whole uh, <laughs> event as well. Um, I think after that, they did show some highlights of Sid Justice beating a bunch of jobbers uh, uh, as well as uh, Virgil himself. Um, and I forgot about this, but Sid went through that period of time where he was putting everybody on stretchers, but then he was like capsizing the stretcher afterwards. So I remember that whole thing. Wait, so there was there was like a moment where like uh, wait, so th that I didn't know about. So wait, Sid Justice used to put like he used to beat people up and put them like after he beat the opponent, they want to stretch it. That was just it was like thing. <laughs> yeah, there was a there was like a period of time going on where at, he was facing mostly jobbers. Mm -hmm. after the match they would almost always have to bring a stretcher to the ring mm -hmm. and then you know the officials would get them loaded onto the stretcher yeah and then yeah. um once they're uh, the officials are moving them to the back sid would be you know go grab them and just like push them <laughs> like throw them into the ring like he did in this uh clip right, um right. so yeah it was like his gimmick for for a minute there like i guess showing that he was psycho sid or whatever the case may be all right next up we see the lumbee native americans in the ring and we cut to the back with sean mooney interviewing the model rick martell hmm. uh yeah we were talking about rick martell earlier oh right? my god rick martell the arrogance he's to come out with the yes <laughs> yeah i can see uh jeremiah dressed just like martell uh <laughs> you, you, I think you can pull that off with the sweater and everything. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. talk about Halloween yeah. or we talk about every day. We every, every day, day. Every day. Have a bow tie okay. with no shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna try that out. I want pink little trunks and everything. Yeah, yeah. He had a cummerbund on also, but no inside shirt at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get hit in the eye with that arrogance, though. Ask Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He'll blind you. Blind you remember? You. you remember that whole gimmick, right? Dude, Martell is like really like. He must love this gimmick or something. Mm -hmm. He's really like, you know, in the land it. of the blind, he, the snake is king. He's hamming it up, dude. He's yeah, just he, hamming it up with the fake accent and everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's part of he's his French. accent, isn't he? He's, he's French. French Canadian. Is he really? So he, yeah. So that's like, he, he just talks funny because he's his accent. But I think <laughs> he, he, he does know how to like accentuate it. 
he knows that that's a part of his heel character. Yeah, yeah. So he's really hamming it up for the camera. And of course, we get Martel making a slightly off racist joke <laughs> here as well about Tatanka being late because he's out scalping tickets. Uh, so again, <laughs> 90s. Oh <my> God. <laughs> just uh, the racism. Just oh, the yeah. ridiculous, uh, yeah, call outs consistently through this whole mania. Yeah. And it doesn't get better for Mania 9 either, folks. We already <laughs> have <read> it. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Uh, next up, we get, the, we get the match. We get the model Rick Martel versus Tatanka. Yeah. This, is, this, is, uh, this is, of course, still in the, um, the era. We're still in the you, you streak. Know what's the crazy thing? I heard that he had, like, the uh, – you said still in the streak, right? Yeah. yeah, he has an undefeated streak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, how long did it last? It was uh, out there. It was, like, 100 and something. It was, like, quite some time. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. We'd have to – Let's have the professor uh, confirm as we go along here. But it was quite a long. It was Goldberg-esque. Oh, well, yeah. I yeah. heard about it. Yeah, it was like the Tonga had like one of the biggest, you know, uh, undefeated streaks. It was like life. him. Perfect. And nearly two years. Yeah. Wow. Mr. Perfect, uh, Tatanka and Terry, uh, uh, Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Eric, all, all had a bit of a streak when mm -hmm. they came in. From um, February some... 91 to October of 93. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the coolest part of this match for me personally was I forgot about these tights. Um, I forgot about, you know, because he ended up being in the blue tights with the with the loincloth. But yeah. before that, he was in these tights. I, I totally forgot about these trunks. Mm -hmm. um, uh, during this match, of course, Bobby Heenan comes back to the broadcasting booth he's beside himself still because of the uh the world title match mm -hmm. uh but as far as this match goes rick martell controls most of the match he's a veteran uh through and through during this match you can tell he's kind of carrying tatanka i know tatanka has been in the ring for a bit but he's martell's definitely like the veteran of this match but uh it, it the match ended kind of very weirdly for me uh it, like what was it just like a cross body yeah and it, it, it almost like was unexpected too because uh, like the Tonka face kind of looked like he was surprised it was over right exactly to me this was definitely like the stinker of the night dude it, it had sucked. to be a botch or something you know? yeah either that or they got news from like the referee that like the match had to go home because they wanted more yeah. time for the main event or something but it was like ridiculous it was like a simple cross body block and Rick Martel wasn't even like beat up you know no no it was just like a normal cross body block win so yeah after that sean mooney is in the back he's with money incorporated they cut a promo on the natural disasters um then they actually go to the natural disasters typhoon says that they have a surprise for jimmy hart who recently turned on them in money incorporated and then we get the wwf tag team championship match money incorporated with jimmy hart versus the natural disasters i love the natural disasters man for a big team these guys like john tenta earthquake especially that dude could move legit yeah. sumo wrestler you know yeah. i love john tenta dude he's amazing yeah yeah i remember just uh being so pissed at an earthquake for uh sitting on Hogan's jake's chest. oh <laughs> hogan's chest yeah hogan's chest when i was mad oh when i was a kid i was like oh this, this big fat uh, we, we thought he was gonna kill Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was pissed. I was very pissed. I was pissed at uh, Earthquake for a while. Earthquake was a good heel back yeah, in the day. Yeah, 
he was a really good heel. That run against Hogan was awesome. And then the run he had as well. I thought you were about to say you were pissed when he sat on Jake's snake because he did that too. He killed one of Jake's snakes, remember? Wait, he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah. Okay. I remember. Wait, no, we're not talking about it in that weird way. Wait, wait, what are you talking about? No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about, but that, that <laughs> nah. But, um, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, 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 no. I, because as you mention it, I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah. I'm like, you know, memory recalls. Like, he, he sat on the snake, right? Yeah, it was in the bag. Yeah. In the so bag, it, it probably it. wasn't real, hopefully, right. but I it was, not. it was like one of, I think, Earthquake's feuds either before Hogan or after Hogan. Okay. I can't remember which one it was at this time, but yeah, he brought, jake snake out in the middle of the ring is still in the green bag yeah. and then he did the whole earthquake stomp around it and then he yeah. jumped on and killed it and jake was all tore up for the longest and that was like the impetus of their feud yes. so yeah earthquake had earthquake was a good heel for a minute before yeah. he settled into the tag division with the natural disasters yeah. and uncle uncle who was it typhoon who was who was typhoon, was typhoon. Oh, yeah typhoon yep 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 yeah typhoon, typhoon was uncle of like, wasn't he related like Dusty Rhodes, Kyle? Like Dusty's family in some way? I soon. Uh, yeah, he's, uh, I think, an in-law or something. He's an Is he really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, I think so. he's Cody's uh, by-law uncle. Or, I, I don't know okay. what you call it. Um, but he was Shockmaster. Oh, God. <laughs> Shockmaster. That, that's going to live in infamy, man. Earthquake starts this match off with IRS Urban R. Scheister, but, uh, but IRS tags in DiBiase uh, before doing anything. Uh, the natural disasters get the early advantage by overpowering Money Incorporated when mm -hmm. Earthquake hits a series of clotheslines on Money Incorporated. I do want to point out the disasters move so well for their size, man. I love they, yeah. they can move, man. I already, already mentioned it, but... At one point, Typhoon's momentum sends him out of the ring, and IRS nails Typhoon's head on the steps. This allows Money Incorporated to gain the advantage for a little bit. Uh, but eventually, uh, the natural disasters get the advantage, and Earthquake goes for his finisher on IRS. But that Weasley little guy, Jimmy Hart, he pulls him from the ring and purposely gets counted out, giving the natural disasters a non-title win. So, unfortunately, we don't get the disasters getting their title back. They get the... the, the, the I work for nothing. Yeah, all that worked for nothing. So, yeah, I mean, decent tag team title match, I think. Uh, I know that song, you're still waiting for your Steiner Brothers and Money Inc. match. Yes, yeah. never going to happen, yeah. but it's a good, good <laughs> hope. Uh, so uh, next up, we get Mean Gene. He's with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Uh, mean Gene reminds us of Brutus the Barber's career, uh, about the boating accident. Uh, and Brutus says he's going to be rooting for Hulk Hogan during this match with everyone else because he's the number one Hulkamaniac of the world. You know, <laughs> and he is. Yeah, he probably actually literally is. Yeah. Uh, next up, we get another kind of throw in their match. I didn't even remember this being a part of WrestleMania eight, but we get. Yeah. Uh, but I'm happy with it because we get to see Owen Hart, the Rocket. Uh, granted, as like I said, his Rocket iteration of Owen Hart. Uh, so we get to see some really lame uh, pants on on the rocket. I like man. those pants, man. You like those, dude? Will you wear I like those pants. Like I love. I, I would wear them. Yeah. I would oh, rock that. <laughs> you dug the high energy pants too, Kyle? I love high energy. I think the the the, the theme, the boom, 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 boom. 
Yeah, that that theme is sick, dude. It it has got it is a Jimmy Hart classic, I assume. Uh it is a fucking fire. So yeah, I love I love this look. Two thumbs up. <laughs> this match didn't last too long. Skinner spits tobacco in Owen's face to get an early advantage. Uh, he hits Skinner. Owen. With a, <laughs> he hits Owen with a neck breaker, but Owen kicks out with a two count. Uh, shortly thereafter, Owen gets the roll up win. We get a lot of roll up wins in this main. Why now, was but I'm this so late on the card? This is the error of the uh, roll up. Well, that's a running joke that we have on our. Uh... Our wrestling talks and thoughts is the uh, the most devastating move in sports. <laughs> the roll up, the roll up pin. The most devastating. Yeah, yeah all the time. Yeah, we, yeah. we spoke about it. He was like, because uh, uh, I, 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 I seen an interview with Shelton Benjamin, and they asked Shelton Benjamin. They said, "What do you think is the most undefeated move in in, in sports and uh, in, in wrestling that you've ever uh, encountered?" No, no, he said uh, a finishing move that everybody has been beat by. That's the question. The, the, the guy asked him, he said, what is a finishing move that everyone has been beaten by? And Shelton Benjamin said, the schoolboy pin, the roller pin. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I said, it's the most. Yeah. He, and he beat Triple H with that move, remember? Yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. He did. Yeah. He did. Roller pin. <laughs> Everybody has, people have lost world titles to a roller yeah. pin. Yeah. No. You know, all types of matches to a roller pin. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> We're almost Crazy. at our. We are almost at our main event, guys. Um, we get one more interview in the back with Sid Justice. We get Mean Gene. He's with Sid, and he's with Harvey. Uh, we get our typical horrible interview <laughs> with Sid Justice. Man, uh, man, screamy Sid. Yeah, Sid's promising. I just can't deal. He, you know, like I'm, I'm gonna say this, and uh, you guys can disagree with me, but like. I think this WrestleMania just made it clear that Sid was not the fucking guy, man. <laughs> he is just not oh, the man. fucking guy at all. And neither is Harvey Whippleman. Talk about a third-rate Jimmy Hart. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Right. Oh, I wanted Sid to be the man, though. I liked he, Sid. He, he had the look. You, you he had were, or look. you still are a fan? Are you like a fan? I still like Sid. I still, I still, I didn't like Sid Justice. I thought that was a lame name. They should have brought him in as Sid Vicious. Yeah. I like Psycho Sid. Yeah. Um, but I'm a fan. He's hilarious. His interviews are hilarious. And no one will ever forget, like Jermaine was saying, the only thing uh, that J-Mane uh, can remember about him is the fucking leg coming off the top rope. Oh, of WCW. Yeah. When he's oh, holding yeah. his leg yeah. and it's flopping yeah. around in his hand. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of, or he did the he did the what the the I you you're not as half as smart as you think I am yes. or whatever like like and, he he's just a fucking dum dum like right but he loves softball and <laughs> and he did the whole mean Gene can we start this promo over and Gene's like no buddy we're live <laughs> we're live yeah. he said when he made that when he made that comment he said it with such conviction he had I, so know, I know I know so- honestly that live bit I actually felt for him I was like ah oh, shit man I've been there and yeah. like yeah. When you're in that moment, you're like, can we start over? And it's like, no, no. no that's sorry. as much conviction as I had when I said Ed should wrestle the Undertaker in Mania. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be a good match. A, a match we've all been asking for. And of course, we uh, we get we get uh, you know Hogan after the Justice interview. He Hogan is sitting down with Vince himself. You know Hogan's de- Hogan's father, uh, and uh, not really, but uh, but. 
you know, he's sitting there with uh with Vince and Vince is basically interviewing him saying, you know, Hogan, is it true? Is this going to be your last match? Hogan's like, you know, I'm just not going to know until that bell rings. But, you know, he's basically saying, you know, this is a 90s Hogan. This is non-steroid Hogan. This is family Hogan. This yeah. is professional life Hogan. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Vince is thanking Hogan for the memories. He's thanking him for inspiration and for Hulkamania. Um, but, yeah, they go back to Sid one more time. And Sid's like, I'll be the one to end Hulkamania. He curses Hogan, which is mm-hmm. a little, a little, uh, what do they call it? Uh, uh, in the movies foreshadowing that's the word i'm looking what for did he say? i don't remember what he said he says uh, they go back to sid who screams he'll be the one to end hulkamania and he curses hulk hogan and hulkamania so <laughs> on a cur- side note i do feel like people should bring back i curse you mm-hmm. like more often like i I, th- I feel like that shit is like would hold more weight if people were like i curse you yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like you're like really going at somebody, and like yeah. you want them to know you mean business. <laughs> Curse, yeah. motherfucker! Yeah, dude, you're like, yeah. that stuff. Hey, not for not. I don't like, want to get cursed to joke or like you're joking, but I literally remember a time when I was a kid, and yeah. I prank called some uh, psychic hotline, yeah. and this lady wigged me the fuck out. She was like, mm. she was like, "That's okay. I send a curse on you and your family." She's like. I started talking in tongues to me and stuff. And I was like, click. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. And, oh, and, and, and I've never gotten out of crushing debt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just joking. But yeah, that's, that's not the curse, man. That's just a uh, capitalism. Curse for yeah. living in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it's time for our main event now. We get uh, Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice with Harvey Whippleman, the, the last match of the night. Somehow there's no strap involved, but. There's a Hogan involved, so should be the main event. Ain't no goddamn right. sense, man. Right. It's Hulkamania, so. brothers. It's Hulkamania. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Fuck that Har- shit. <laughs> Harvey Whippleman is introduced by the Fink. Harvey says he's going to introduce Sid Justice. Then, of course, we get Hogan. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Justice, he attacks Hogan before Hogan's music even, uh, even really hits. Hogan quickly gets the advantage. He sends <laughs> Sid Justice out to the floor within the first like three minutes of the match. He's, he's got Sid justice reeling, um, you know, uh, what's Hogan, the matter, Sid, you forgot your scissors. Yeah. I mean, basically he had to throw Sid out so he could have time to rip his shirt and get his whole Kogan shit in. Um, yeah. first things first, after the match starts, we get a test of strength. Justice is coming out on top at first with this test of strength. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Hogan down on his knees, but of course we get the, you know, the Hogan Hulk up, he begins to stand back up. Uh, Sid Vicious backs Hogan into a corner and he hits him in the guts with some knees. Um, mm-hmm. Later on, another highlight was we get a one-handed choke slam from Sid Justice. I thought that looked really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Match, match goes on. Uh, I feel like there was 10 minutes worth of resting holds. <laughs> But we, we, the whole uh, match was only like 12 minutes, right? They're all huffing the entire time, they're huffing and puffing, man. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so this match kind of what what did you say? Uh, Saeem, no, I said, said, Hogan always are huffing and puffing, you know. Oh, definitely. The only person worse than him is the ultimate warrior, and that's because he he runs to the fucking ring. 
but uh <laughs> yeah he's already blown out before yeah. he gets there <laughs> um so door towards the end of this match we get uh, a sid vicious he calls for the power bomb sid actually hits it and hogan uh twitches in pain but hogan kicks out still at two um it's at that point we get the big hulk out moment hogan hits the boot and a body slam followed by a leg drop surprisingly sid vicious kicks out of a hogan leg drop at two yeah which is a rarity, right? Yeah. Uh, which I actually found out. Sid, Sid was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be the guy. No, I actually found out later that the reason for this, I did some reading on this, yeah. and Sid kicked out because Papa Shango was late coming out. Oh. Yeah. So he had to kick out. <laughs> okay. Papa Shango was supposed oh, to. Oh, uh, and that's right, because Hogan got furious. And that's why the 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 whole the, the foreshadowing of the curse, Saeem, was Papa Shango coming out to curse uh hogan so sid was saying i'll lay that curse on you that's what i was talking about it's a oh, little yeah. bit of foreshadowing so why was he late did they say um no i didn't they didn't really say why he was just late coming out probably because he's right was too busy smoking he's back in the hotel he's background. back in the ho- yeah, back with the ho train you know? the ho train he's playing dominoes <laughs> with the rest of the, the blood street kill crew or whatever they're called <laughs> <laughs> this ho train showed up late is that what happened yep 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 <laughs> hey what What's up? Jermaine's been falling out, guys. Our, for our listeners, our, our, our pal J-Man has been falling out uh, in and out for uh, a little while on the podcast because uh, he's mobile at the moment, but he's with us here at the moment. And J-Man, uh, we were just talking about the, uh, uh, the Hulk Hogan versus Sid Justice main event. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Anytime you put Hogan and Sid into a, a, a match, I mean, let alone main event, uh, I mean, you pretty much can't have high expectations for it. And I guess it exceeded those expectations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we get we get a big ending where where the ref is calling for the bell while while Harvey Whippleman's trying to get into the ring. So I'm not really even sure. It's like by by disqualification standards. I, I mean, was this even worth a, a disqualification happening when Harvey got in the ring? No, no. I mean, no, but, but, but like but you the, said, the all kinds of stuff went wrong with this. Interference. I mean, it was an interference. I, 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 feel, I feel with wrestling as a you know, as a whole, like I guess they they flip flop. What's the disqualification? What's not? Oh yeah. Because I've seen some questionable disqualifications. Like, wait, what? <laughs> this was definitely one of them. I mean, I get your point, Saheem. It was interference and i guess technically during that day it was that but like what is harvey whippleman gonna do (laughs) it's like come on man um so yeah this match ends papa shango comes out well i guess you know now that we're we're thinking about this logically Mm -hmm. the disqualification probably would have come by papa shango correct so that's probably what was supposed to happen yeah and Whippleman, you know, had, and I think he did mention that on, on on a podcast or something. I think he missed his cue or something. Yep, that's exactly what we were just talking about. Okay. Was that I had read up on that uh, online that Papa Shango had indeed, Jermaine uh, uh, missed his cue, and uh, and and so that's why Sid had to kick out of that um, that Hogan leg drop, which is so rare. Yeah. And right. so yeah, um, so Papa uh, Papa Shango comes out of the ring. Um, uh, so Hogan's getting attacked by Sid, by Whippleman, by Papa Shango. And then speaking of which, we were talking about somebody that blows up before he even gets to the ring. <laughs> we get mania eight 
closing out with the Ultimate Warrior's return. Uh, a, a much smaller Ultimate Warrior than what we're used to seeing coming back. Uh, but, you know, at this time, I, I remember I was still holding on to that Ultimate Warrior fanship. I, I was still an Ultimate Warrior, Mark. How about you guys? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, kids can't, kids can't notice that he's deflated, you know, yeah, that he yeah. doesn't look remember, as big. I remember the rumors there, they were saying, uh, a different warrior, it was a different warrior. Yeah, there was a big I remember warrior that too. Yeah, my brother, uh, my brother was a big warrior fan, I was a Hogan fan. Yeah, so, um, when Ultimate Warrior returned, my brother tuned in, he was like, That's not the Ultimate Warrior, he was Did a big he? And he literally, he believed it. He went with it, and but sure enough, it was the original. It was, it was really him. But still, Jim Helwig just didn't believe it. Yeah, he just didn't look the same. It wasn't as big as he was. Nope. Yeah. Had shorter hair. I remember he came back with a like almost a bob cut. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, so we end the, we end WrestleMania eight with uh, Hogan with Warrior with fireworks posing in the Hoosier Dome. So we think that you know. <laughs> Coming out of Mania, we're going to get all this crazy cool stuff with the Ultimate Warrior going on. But uh, we know that, that the Warrior thing didn't uh, really amount to much in the yeah, end. So, Warrior so, didn't amount to much. Sid didn't amount to much. I mean, a little bit, I guess. But yeah. Because uh, Sid was supposed to be the guy. And yes. our, uh, Diesel, uh, Kevin Nash, he cut a promo mm-hmm. and <laughs> got a promo. Who shot? A, he, he did a shoot interview. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Did a shoot interview. He spoke about how uh, uh, Vince wanted Sid to be the guy, and he was like, you know, and, and Sid was like, no, I just wanna, I just wanna be a, you know, a, a main event player. I don't want to be the guy. And then Diesel, like, and uh, Kevin Nash is looking at him like, dude, he's like, he's giving you the fucking keys to the kingdom. To like, the kingdom. He's trying to make you the next Hogan. Right. Yeah. And he was just like, I like no. softball. He, like, nah, he didn't want it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. So I was like, what? Yeah, so Sid, Sid wasn't as smart as we as he thought he was. was no. Was that comedy made? <laughs> oh, like, I'm not as, half the brain that, is that, half the brain that I have. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're right. absolutely right about that. Right. Exactly. So, so, so having said that, the whole warrior thing not amounting to much, justice thing not amounting to much. Did that take away from Mania 8 for you guys? What did you guys think uh, of the show overall? Um... I thought, you know, um, nostalgically, you know, when uh, the matches were okay, um, but the charisma it made up, but it made up it as far as charisma, entertainment value, mm-hmm. it was good. You know, um, just being able to go back and look at something um, that, because be honest, I haven't seen WrestleMania. I've seen portions of WrestleMania eight. I've never seen all of WrestleMania. The whole thing. Yeah, this yeah. was my first time watching this uh, whole thing. Yeah. It's a pretty long show. It was a long show. Not as long as yeah. some of them. Yeah. How about how, how about here from you, Jay, man? Um, it was good. I did what I what I did notice, um, like especially in the first match with Sean and, and Santana, like Sean still was overselling. Like he, he did like a, a whole jumping twist from a uh, inverted atomic drop. And I'm like, really, really Sean? <laughs> and and, and and I guess uh, pre leg slapping, uh, I saw I, I noticed Jake the Snake was doing a lot of stomping with his punches. So I guess oh yeah, stomping so was, like, was the old oh, okay. yeah slapping is the is a new stomping. Yep, that's true. Right, it, it, exactly. But imagine if somebody came and did both like every 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 punch was a was a, a stomping. <laughs> yeah, Jake was a, a leg slap. Yeah, yeah. 
That is true. That is true. The slapping yeah. is the new stomping. That's true because they should do that a lot. They would stomp when they would punch. Yeah. Didn't think Very about true. Kyle Song, you guys got anything to add about this show? Or? I mean, it's pretty consistent of, of the manias of this era where it's like good in the beginning and then mm. it slowly, slowly becomes bullshit. <laughs> yeah they usually yeah. kick it off hard and then it you know it just kind of depends on who's the card whether it's the right man yeah you, yeah i, I mean it, it, it really just yeah. depends on that card in this era especially because we know like no matter which mania from this area you're talking about you, you're going to get like the same consistent matches out of like the mid carters like your hearts and your michaels but then yeah. you're going to get your heavyweights that are kind of bullshit so it just kind of depends on yeah. how the card falls right yeah, yeah. yeah if, if I was to rate it, I'd probably give it like a 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> I'd pro- see, I'd probably say yeah. it's probably like a, a, a C minus. And I'd probably give it like three stars. <laughs> oh, wow. that's, that's something that we just came up with like last episode. We, yeah. we thought we would give ratings, but all do different ones to make it confusing as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, gotcha. uh, I, I, I would say though, like, if they would have just put uh, Flair and uh, Savage on last, it might have like yeah bumped the rating. That world title should me. go on last. Yeah. yeah, I really hated the fact that the world title was in the middle of the show. That made no sense to me at all. You, you know, you know what bothers me the most about the pay per view? What's that? The WrestleMania is that it wasn't Hogan and Flair. <laughs> I know because, because you had Hogan and Flair. You had, you know, the you know you had the biggest wrestler at the time which is Hogan then you had Ric Flair who was like the other biggest wrestler you know what I'm saying and this was the dream he, match of kid, when yeah, we were kids exactly yeah. and Vince had it and he blew it he blew it I'm blew so it. glad you brought that point because that is a huge point yeah 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 he blew that one and I was yeah. just like, I was like and I realized when I was a young kid like mm-hmm. I knew who Flair was in WCW right I didn't care I only cared about Sting and Hogan and, and right Hogan. When the only person I really cared about in WCW was Let's Sting, Sting, and um, the Road Warriors. The Road Warriors, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really cared about. Uh, but then when it came to um, WWF, I cared about everybody else. So when I got older and I began to learn more about who Flair was, other stuff, how yeah, big he was. I was like, wait, hold up, Flair was in WWF and he had the world title, and him and Hogan never fought. I yeah, was you like, realize how big a missed opportunity that was, huh? Travesty. Right, right, right. You could have um, brought back WrestleMania. I mean, you could have brought we re- re- like uh, revitalized Hulkamania because at, at that, that time, time Hulkamania was going through that decline. You could have did that with Flair. Like, yep, absolutely, absolutely. Agree. Um, one cool thing that I looked up about this mania that I wanted to mention to you guys um, before we move on: uh, the El Matador versus Shawn Michaels match was because uh, the Marty Jannetty. Uh, Shawn Michaels match that should have taken place around that time because this is right after the uh, barbershop incident. This is yes, where this feud should right. have been happened. Couldn't be because Marty Jannetty uh, w- couldn't appear due to an arrest. Um, so that, a, that that's one thing. He was apparently one of my clients. The <laughs> there you go. You're the cocaine <laughs> cowboy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's one thing that I'd say took away from this Mania 8 is you've got that natural feud that probably should have happened that that would have been a better match. Um, Another thing that was kind of cool is that Bret Hart and Rowdy Roddy Piper passed off their blading as an in-ring accident while Ric Flair was fined several thousand dollars for blading himself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
I mean, that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny that they were able to get away with it. All right. We got one more thing to do before we hop off uh, of this show. It's been real fun reviewing Mania 8. Uh, I wanted to keep this secret. Uh, my WrestleMania 8 trivia. Okay. Here's how we're going to play it. All right. Um, so I thought it would oh, be no, a little wait, bit wait, before, before you answer that, I have one question. Absolutely. Um, so, so I, so watching that mania, it kind of had me thinking. So I have a question for everyone. Oh, great. Outside yeah. of, so outside of main eventing WrestleMania, if you was able to pick, you had a match of mania and you was able to pick where you were on a card, where, what, what, where, like, where would you want to be on a card? Would you want to be the first match, the second, third, and Etc. Oh, cannot be the last oh, match. Man. Yeah, it can't be the last because I, I mean, you know, that's, that's the, mm. the, the obvious answer. I want to open it up. Yeah, I, I was going to say, match, get yeah. me, get me opened, get me paid, and get me back in the locker room where the beer is on ice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's easy. I would. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm just making a statement. I was just saying that the opener and the closers mm-hmm. are the most important. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I agree. I would say I would open. And the reason I say that is because you don't got to follow nobody. Like, you just yep. go out there, you can freestyle, you can, mm-hmm. you can be relaxed. But you set imagine, the whole pace. Yeah. Right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. because Triple H said it when him and Randy Orton had their, their title match that main event to that mania. It's, it's hard for him to, to do that after Sean and Undertaker. Like, yeah. What you going to do? Actually, Triple H was actually sliding. So, so yeah, you don't got to. Like that, like there was two WrestleManias. He was slighted. Uh, it was that WrestleMania with him and Randy, and then it was the WrestleMania with uh, with with him winning the world title after he had returned to fight Jericho, and he had to follow up against Hogan and Rock. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Happened twice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah great question, uh, Jay. Man, love it. Um, so that's everybody. Or does Song not answer? I don't think Song. No, I'd open the show. Open the show. So I could go back and drink. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our secret WrestleMania eight trivia is up next. Uh, so I thought it'd be uh, fun to have uh, a little sp- uh, fun spirited game with you guys. Uh, our listeners can play along as well. Now, since Kyle, since I got you to do the uh, getting to know you section earlier, I want song to be my main person for this team, but don't worry. You're going to get to come to um, perfect. You're going to be able to be in there with us as well. You're going to be able to, oh, okay. to, to, uh, to do stuff too. Um, He's excluded Kyle. He's just out of it. No, 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 no. I said, <laughs> I said, Kyle, Kyle will play. We'll take a part. Yeah. We're all about exclusion here. Screw the professor. You don't want him to fucking be on this team. I'm just kidding. But uh, right. so uh, I said, don't worry though. Yeah, everybody's gonna have a chance to play though. Um, so wrestling talks and thoughts. Yeah. I need you guys to pick somebody to represent your team, and the other guy's gonna play too. Uh, Jay McMain, because uh, uh, we didn't hear Jay McMain too much. Okay, so you're gonna be the main guy here. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So the way that this is gonna work is there are nine trivia questions, one for each match. Okay. Um, okay. So I got uh, an, uh, questions for you guys to answer and a bonus question in case of a tie. All right. So the way it's going to work is I'm going to ask a question. Mm-hmm. If you know the answer, buzz in by saying your name. Don't scream it because that's an editing nightmare. I'll kill you. I was kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, but if you can answer the question with uh, no multiple choices, you get two points. 
Okay, so that's with no multiple choices. If I ask the question and nobody buzzes okay. in with their name, I'll then provide the three choices. If a player buzzes in with the correct answer, then it's worth one point mm -hmm. uh, if you do the multiple choices. Uh, you can get help from your partner three times during the game. All right. So if a partner knows the answer, it's okay for the partner to say their name instead, but only mm -hmm. three times, so make it impactful. Okay. What if I just text Kyle without you guys knowing? No internet. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the internet. <laughs> no, no, right? But don't look for answers. I'm. A, I'm we're going to use the trust system. Don't okay. heal it up. Don't heal it up. Right. It's a fun-hearted right game. Fun-hearted game. So we have song representing uh, uh, Pin the Champ, and we have J-Man representing uh, Wrestling Talks and Thoughts. Ready, ready to play? Let's do this. Do the rock and roll. Sweet. All right. Trivia question number one. What did the back of Shawn Michaels jacket say during his WrestleMania eight entrance? You said the back? Yes. Okay. The back of Michael's Jack, uh, Michael Jackson. What did the back of Shawn Michaels? <laughs> what did the back of Shawn Michaels jacket say during his entrance? We could do Michael Mania Jackson. Now. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Nobody's got it. Y'all ready for multiple choice? Y'all want to give it a Yeah, multiple choice. All right. Remember, buzz in with your name. Because he was not the he was not the heartbreak at the time. All right. So A, Sean and Sensational Forever. B, I'm too sexy for this crowd. C, Mirror Mirror. J. All right, Jay, go ahead. I'm gonna go A. Sean and Sensational Forever. That is incorrect. Yeah. All right. Oh, wow. All right. Do you, should we do steal? Should we give the other te a team a chance to steal? I'll leave it up to you guys. Sure, wait. why not? Wait, okay. wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait, wait. Okay, we're waiting. Uh, we get the answer again? We get how many chances? Oh, chance? no, no. No, you oh. get. So if you know the answer, you can say your name, but only three times. <laughs> only you, three got, times. You, okay. can, you can help him three times during the game. This is question one. Okay. Um, if you, okay. you want to say your name, and, you don't want to use it yet and give it a guess. You can, but it will be, it will count as your shot. How many questions are we going through? We have, we have, I think nine, nine questions. Okay. Uh, I, I think I know this one. I think and I a tiebreaker. All right. You're going to, all right. So Saheem, the dream, the dream. All right. Um, yep. I say mirror, mirror. Nope. It is no. not. I so, so the, the, see, the problem oh. is, is guess what that does? It it both of you guess it leaves it with one question. Right. <laughs> yeah. For the steal. For the steal. We could just call. You know what? None of us knew this answer. None we could just call it. this one a draw. Just call it a draw and go on. Just call right. this a draw. Cool. I mean, so the an, by the process of elimination, you know. Yeah. The correct answer for this one was "I'm too sexy for this crowd." That's a lot to wow. put on a jacket. How does he fit right, that on exactly. his jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Watch Mania 8 again and check it out. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for questions? And, and, and it was a Steelers jacket, too, on top of that. Yeah. It was a Steelers jacket? Sleeveless. Like a sleeveless. Oh, sleeveless. Like a sleeveless. Okay, sleeveless. gotcha. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember it being a Steelers jacket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for question two? The, yeah. the score stands at zero to zero. All right. Number two. Where did Bobby Heenan say that The Undertaker goes for holidays? Transylvania. Oh, sorry. Oh, get a, is that, you got to call it your name. Is that your, 
No, 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 no. No. Okay. So I guess a multiple choice time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So where did Bobby Heenan say that the undertaker goes for holidays? A 1313 Mockingbird Lane. B the bowels of hell or C Elm Street song B. That is incorrect. Fuck. Um, Would you like to go for the steal? Okay, Jay. No, no, no. Oh, we can go for the steal. Oh, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you got it. Oh, I want to say... Because uh, one is Jason... I mean, one is Freddy, and one is... I want to say... I'm, I'm going to say 13A, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. That is correct. That is correct. 1313 Mockingbird Lane. That is the home of the Monsters. Right. Yes. So... That means that you guys got the one point because we said the we said the multiple choice. So right now it stands at Wrestling Talks and Thoughts had the lead with one point to uh, pin the champ. None. Man, you guys suck. I'm joining the other podcast. <laughs> they gave us a heads up. <laughs> it's, it's called it's called a surprise trivia. Uh, all right, ready for number three? Yeah. Yep. All right. Question three. During the Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper IC title match, when Bret attempts to apply the sharpshooter for the first time during the match but cannot apply it successfully, what's the next move Bret hits Roddy with to continue his offense? Kyle Driver. Um, that doesn't count because you didn't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> is that your official steal yeah it has to be because you said an answer yeah yeah so that's uh, that's one and pile driver is incorrect so i'm gonna repeat the question back and and then uh if we don't have it by then i'm gonna start giving the multiple choices and at okay. that point it'll be a one point question okay during the bret hart versus roddy piper intercontinental title match when brett attempts to apply the sharpshooter for the first time but cannot apply it successfully. What's the next move Brett hits Roddy with to continue his offense? A, boot to the solar plexus while holding both the Piper's legs. B, catapult into the turnbuckle. C, elbow drop. I'm going to steal this one. Uh, boot to the solar plexus. You chose A, boot to the solar plexus. While yeah. I have seen Bret Hart finish many or come out of many sharpshooters with that exact move, he did not do it this time. <sighs> nice try, nice try. So that's... I, yeah, I, I was thinking that too, but I was uh, like, that's, that's kind of... One. Cool. Yeah. So we've each, we've each used one steal so far. This, uh, this question is still open, right? Because you tried to steal. Oh, wait, no, you tried to answer. So now it's these guys' turn to try to steal. Did you want to try to steal? Is it the uh, catapult them to the turnbuckle? It is not. It is the elbow drop. You know, Guys, we're not good at trivia. Yeah, no, it was the elbow drop. He just hits him with that straight bro to hit man or elbow drop. All right, so we are about to hit question number four, and the uh, the score stands at one wrestling talks at thought and uh, <laughs> zero pin the champ. 
All right. So once, uh, once order number four, once order was restored to the eight man tag team match, which two competitors started the match off? I have no idea. Was it a Jim Duggan and the Mountie B big boss man and nasty boy knobs or C Jim Duggan and nasty boy sat. You don't get uh, song. Okay. It's a, uh, I- I think Boss Man started the match with, uh, was it uh, B? So B, Boss Man and Nasty Boy Knobs. And the correct yeah. answer is not B. <laughs> it's, uh, it, was not, it, was not, it was not Boss Man and Nasty Boy Knobs, which leaves A, Jim Duggan and the Mountie, or C, Jim Duggan and Nasty Boy Sags. I'm going to go with B. C. That is correct. Jim Duggan and Nasty right. Boy Sags. Started that match off. That gives wrestling talks and thoughts. Two to pin the champs, zero. And Jermaine is gone. So not, we'll go ahead and finish this off with uh, Song versus Sahim. So right now we're at two to nothing, wrestling talks and thoughts. And oh uh, that takes us to our next question. We're just going to make <laughs> this one. I just realized this question doesn't make any sense unless I give you the responses. So we'll just make this one straight two points. Okay. We'll, we'll give it maximum points and we'll give the multiple choices. Is that fair? That's fair. All right, cool. All right. So when Elizabeth came to ringside during the Savage versus Flair match, the WWE official that was not present attempting to get her to return to the backstage area was a, a Hebner brother. B, Shane McMahon, or C, Gerald Briscoe? You sure it wasn't Adam Pierce? Adam Pierce? <laughs> well, I don't even think Adam Pierce was with the company. <laughs> Is that your final yeah. answer, J Man? No, no, definitely not. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go. Uh, it's one. It's, 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 I, I know it's one of these two, and it's the luck of the draw. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a Hebner. That is co- incorrect. I'm sorry. Yeah, unfortunately, that was incorrect. So that leaves us with, and, the, and at this point, listeners, we have Jermaine back on, we have Saheem back on, and we just have Song on representing uh, Pin the Champ. So we've had Kyle had to leave. So we're just going to go ahead and, and, and eliminate the um, the partner rule. I'm just going to go ahead and let it be. Song, you got to hold us down, buddy. I'm making this a hand. I'm I'm making this a hand. I'm making this a handicap match. I'm making this a handicap match. All right. Okay. From here on out. That's fine. So so <laughs> so just shout it out. So just yeah, shout I mean, it out, right? you can you can you can say your name or whatever you want to do, or you can try to give your answers. Fine, but. Uh, so we know it's not a Hebner brother, so you get the chance to steal here. Was it Shane McMahon or then there's you want... the other guy that normally around Pat Patterson? <laughs> uh, Hebner brother or Shane McMahon's or Gerald Briscoe? No, it's Briscoe. Briscoe is correct. Uh, all right, so we got pin the champ, and we we did two points for that. So now it's two to two. Pit, it's a tie ball game. Where the hell did Song go? He's totally gone. Right here. Oh, okay. Wow, oh. you just. You just like absorbed into your background. I thought you turned into Sid Justice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question six. What color were the armbands that Tatanka wore during his match against Rick Martel? 
Blue. That is incorrect. All right. I'm going to go ahead with a multiple choice at this point. Hmm. All right. What colors were the armbands that Tatanka wore during his match against Rick Martel? A, white and black. B, red and white. C, blue and red. Let's try C. Blue and red? Blue and red. You are correct. <laughs> Song hates me now. <laughs> <laughs> blue. Blue was there. That's half. He's, <laughs> yeah, blue and red. It was blue and red. All right. So that's an extra two points, right, for yeah. wrestling talks and thoughts. So we have two points now? Four to two. Yep. Four to two. Wrestling talks and thoughts. Come on, Song. These questions are <laughs> bullshit. Oh, man. Thought we were a team. Oh, man. We kicking your ass. <laughs> yeah, you guys are. Yep. All right. So, question seven. All right. What animal did Bobby the Brain Heenan compare the natural disasters to when giving advice to Money Incorporated on how to get them down? To the mat. We have five seconds, and I'm going to turn this into a one-point question by giving the question with the answers. All right. What animal did Bobby Heenan compare the natural disasters to when giving advice to Money Incorporated on how to get them down to the mat? A, a hog, B, an armadillo, or C, a turtle? Uh, Jay. All right, Jay. Um... If I know Bobby Heenan, like I know Bobby Heenan, his old school humor, I'm going to say A, a hog. Hog is incorrect. What? Okay. Right. Maybe I don't know Bobby Heenan. Song for the steel. Song for the steel. It's a, uh, what were the choices again? You got armadillo. Armadillo or turtle. What animal did Bobby Heenan compare the natural disasters to when giving advice to Money Inc.? on how to get them down on the mat. I'm going to say armadillo. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're incorrect. Oh, buddy. oh it was, sure? it was, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> sure I, pa- I paused and I, rewinded and everything. I, yep. I need your notes, man. Oh shit. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, C Bobby Heenan said that they needed to get natural disasters uh, down on their backs like a turtle. Yeah. All right. WrestleMania, uh, uh, say Jesus number eight. Fuck, man. Yeah, man. Four to two, man. We're getting our asses kicked here <laughs> by wrestling talks and thoughts. This is ridiculous. Hey, hey it's cool. Um, maybe. All right. So number uh, question eight. Bullshit. Fill in, fill in the blank. <laughs> fill in the blank. WrestleMania eight marked Owen Hart's blank time that he performed at a Wrestlemania. Yeah, you know this Question eight. Fill in the blank. I'm going to steal this one. You're stealing it. Okay. First time. That would have been selection A was first time, but that is incorrect. What? That's incorrect. Uh, Song with the steel. Uh, Second time. And you did that with no multiple choices, and that is correct. It was oh his second God. time. It was his it first. Had to be his second time. It was his <laughs> first. I know, right? So here's the thing. I'm glad you went first. <laughs> yeah, it was his first time. It was his first time as Owen Hart, but his second time because he was Blue Blazer. 
he was a blue blazer in WrestleMania five against Mr. Perfect. Yep. Um, all right. So this brings us to our last. Wait, what? Say it. Yeah. He was, he was a blue. So he was a blue blazer way before. Yeah. Uh, before the incident. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I didn't yep. know that. Absolutely. That was him at WrestleMania five against Mr. Perfect. It's okay. I, I, I didn't know Edge already wrestled Undertaker. So we're even. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guess what, man? It couldn't, it, it could not be getting any more exciting than this because we have a four to four tie at this point. Okay. All right. So this brings us to our last question. Um, If nobody gets it, then we'll go into a a tiebreaker, but uh, this otherwise will be the winning question. So get your, uh, I guess, names in your mouths, (laughs) (laughs) hands on on your buzzer. Uh, All right. So question number nine and Jermaine, can you still hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. Okay, perfect. During the pre-match interview with Sid Justice, this is this goes back to Sid Justice, by the way. I thought I thought I had to uh, throw in a hilarious Sid Justice terrible promo question because he got half the brain. During the pre-match interview with Sid Justice, Sid stated that uh, that quote, "I am the master, and you are but the blank, Hogan. You are but the blank." I'll repeat that. During the pre-match interview with Sid Justice, Sid stated that, quote, I am the master and you are but the blank, Hogan. You are but the blank. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let that slide. That was not your steal, was it? That was just a joke. That was just a joke. Just a joke. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and read it again, and I'll go ahead and give the questions as well, uh, and it'll turn into a one-point question. So whoever whoever gets this will be winning by one point if somebody gets it. So during the pre-match interview with Sid Justice, Sid stated that, quote, I am the master, Hulk Hogan, and you are but the blank. You are but the blank. Is it A, servant, B, learner, or C, victim. B, learner. Uh, I'm gonna go J. Yeah, well, he. I, knowing C, I'm gonna go C. Okay. So, with this last one, B got really close, but B is correct. Learner. It oh. and that and that is exactly. Uh, why this is a horrible promo, right? Because the, the natural thing to say, would, if I'm the master, would be like, you are the servant or you are the, it's exactly what you would have thought. It would have been, you're like, I hope it's not that. And it seems like that's what it would have been. But learner, oh my God, what a terrible, yeah. you are but the learner. <laughs> anyway, that guys, yeah. that was uh, that was it. It was uh, five to six. We barely pulled out and eked out a win. But congratulations, Song and Pin the Champ on that lighthearted, fun uh, trivia. I can tell Saeem's ready for round two. He's like, I I need to be ready for another round of that. We we would would love to. I'd like Saeem's joke of of an answer. It was the the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, that actually would have been more fitting for for that. Right. That would have been way more fitting. But 
what's hilarious, uh, Sahim, is that uh, the tiebreaker question you would have gotten because literally it was this wrestler threatened not to work a scheduled Mania 8 match if he wasn't granted his release by Vince McMahon. You talked about it earlier. Yeah. Uh, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. Yep, yeah. exactly. So that was actually the tiebreaker question. That's why I was, I was giving you a little smile when you were talking about that. I was like, oh, shit. He knows one of the trivia questions. Well, you could have just asked it. You, you, you could have just asked it just to see what happened. Yeah. That would have been oh, yeah. cool. But, uh, but hey, man, thanks for playing. That was a, I, you know, I wanted to get some kind of fun little game together for us to play. Uh, thank you, uh, guys, for being on the show today. Uh, sure. J-Man and Saheem the Dream with Wrestling Talks and Thoughts. Uh, like I said, WrestleMania anytime, 8. Which, anytime. Yeah, absolutely a blast talking about with you guys. Did you guys have anything else to plug before we go today? Anything else you want to get in? Uh, no, uh, only just if you guys are checking out Pin the Champ. Yes, you can also check us out, uh, Wrestling Talks and Thoughts. We have, uh, we do live shows. Uh, we would love to have you guys, uh, any guys, anybody that's listening, we'd love to have you guys check us out on YouTube. Uh, we go live on Facebook Live. Uh, if you want to know how we go live on Facebook Live, you can check out our group. We have a group and um, we have a group page and we have a page. And if you uh, just subscribe to one of those pages, uh, You'll get our lives and get a notification. Uh, well, you can hit the the, the star uh, for the reminder notification whenever we go live. And also uh, check us out on YouTube, uh, Wrestling Talks and Thoughts, and hit that subscribe button. Subscribe and check us out. Absolutely, we definitely will. We look forward to uh, to having you guys again down the road, man. Y'all take care and uh, have a great weekend. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for listening to our episode. We'll see you later on. Pin the champ. All right. Bye. As always, thank you so much for listening. Now, we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.